Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a little punk. Yeah, I can't say what it was. I like, legitimately Get out. <laughs> thought there was just a punk. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, oh, let me just take a look at... Uh, my uh, it's sure... Sure, Mightlin, I can uh, I can go restart it. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible that it is. Having some internet fun today. Bam. Oh my. Is it bad? I mean, no, I didn't get anything. Oh. Radio silence. At least I can read the cabinet. Get the stream going. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm gonna steal this blanket. <coughs> no one's no sitting here. Ah, uh, yes. How much did milk? <coughs> How's that, Luna? Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's better. I just restarted the audio stuff. There's not really anything was else for me to restart. Was the audio crunchy, or was I crunching into the microphone? Oh, that might have just been you. It sounds good. Okay, cool. I was just gnawing on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> real like I'm, a bottle or gum in the tip, dude. Real, yeah, I was going to say, real big, I've been drinking with Torb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, we are back for the Lost Kings of Adorus. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, but we're going to go around the table real quick, introduce ourselves, then I'll recap everybody, including myself, as to what happened last time, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll pick up. John and I play Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Daughter. <laughs> Look what you did to her, Don. <laughs> Three months and you've learned nothing. Poor timing, poor timing. <laughs> It's like I've forgotten how we even start these things. I'm Sarah and I play Dandelion, which I guess that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Paul and I play Rin. I'm Autumn and I play Twig. I'm Mike and I play Mr. Pigeon. I'm Lawrence. Yes, you've heard that right. <laughs> I am Lawrence. That's called continuity. <laughs> and I play Shay. Uh, and I'm Don and I'm going to change these lights to not red because this isn't. It's we're not Don. <laughs> not currently. Good. Ooh. With a nice blue. Uh, and I'm the DM of this campaign. It just looks like <clears> you're. At the tip of some waves. <laughs> I might be. Like he's being pulled out to sea. Yeah, dude, just torrential pull down That's below. Fine. Mm. That's Play fine. some peaceful ocean mm. yeah. music. We don't, we don't have an ocean playlist. No. Need some seagulls. Really yeah, we do need seagulls and, and other birds of flight. <clears throat> Last time. Like a toucan? <laughs> yeah, like a toucan. <laughs> yeah. They can fly, probably. Uh, <laughs> the night market. That's questionable. Uh, you guys finish your conversation with Benjamin. He pieces out. You guys talk with Captain Emmerich uh, about how Benjamin seemingly hides his feelings regarding his family, upset that he missed so much in his mother's letters. Uh, he reassures you that Benjamin is rather forgetful and there probably could not spill any of the details of your plan to anyone else. Uh, Marcus indicates that he is very tired, and the party asks Captain Emmerich to watch over him in case of trouble, as everyone else heads with Shay to the night market. 
<clears throat> uh, Captain Emmerich agrees, and you guys head out into the night through the theater district, past the sounds of the carnival performing to the sewers, and down the now slightly familiar path to the hidden entrance under a tattered red curtain. Uh, you guys head down to the large market underneath in a large cavernous hewn-out space. Uh, Ren notices a tiefling man along one of the sides and peeps and makes a mental note to go visit Checks on their him way out. out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, you guys make your way to the back where a long wooden table spanning the entire width of this space sits covered in numerous piles of items Uh, you approach the table speak with an elvish uh, drow dressed in fairly ornate clothing with a deep purple vest a white shirt and golden cufflinks the drow informs you that you can ask for certain items or if you spot something uh, that they specialize in magical items Shay asks about magic mirrors. The man asks if they know what the mirror they're searching for does or if it is a gift or for personal use, etc. And the man walks over to the pile, grabs two items, uh, and walks back, unfurling a leather-bound scroll on the counter, um, placing the items in front of him. Uh, One of the mirrors Rin looks at allows you to see someone you have lost that has passed on. Rin sees an older man that looks like him based on the vision he had during the evening. He assumes that that it is his his father. Jesus Christ, I'm having a stroke. Papa! (laughs) Uh, Shay looks over and does not see that, but does see something else not revealed to the viewers, so I can't read it. And it's not in the recap. Uh, none of the mirrors he shows them sees to match what Dandelion is looking for. Uh, he tells you that there are other markets that items get sent to, as well as the option to have an item searched out for them if there are specifics. Uh, Shay describes a brief description of the mirror, and the man thinks before telling them there are many a mirror that match this description. Uh, asking them how important this gift is, and Shay says that it's very important. And the man tells you guys that when things make the rotation through the markets, that the central office is in Yathalna and that they can find it should a request be made. He gives the name of the city and a general location for where the office is. Um, he purchases... Shay purchases ten non-magical animal figurines and hands them to Twig, who is there with you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quiet. Uh, Dandelion purchases two malleable... AirPod sending stones that have four charges for the sending spell to be sent to the other stone each day. Uh, Ren inquires about any spell scrolls, and he is told about a spell that produces a cone of draconic energy, but decides not to purchase it. Uh, you guys head out over to the tiefling man that is selling daggers at a stall that Rin noticed on the way in. Um, he says with a fairly quiet and nervous sort of voice asking if you guys are interested in weaponry. Uh, he introduces himself as Koros and says that he does not, in fact, have many or any magical weapons, that he handmakes all of them himself and brings them here to sell so that he can sell weapons to the common folk, despite the guards being unhappy about this. Um, Shay purchases two small silvered half-moon-shaped daggers that are easily concealed, a hiltless blade that can be kept between the fingers. Dandelion also purchases a small dagger that is retractable and flips down into the hilt. Rin asks Koros if he knows much about spellcrafting, and Koros tells him that his people are very familiar with that and it's the reason that he left. He is from the Amnon Empire, born there, one of two tiefling kingdoms that are constantly at war. He does what he does here with trying to arm people with small protective weaponry because of how his home was. His family crafted spells but were killed, and he fled, not wanting to get involved in the business and swore never to do magic. He is cursed with its ability but does not use it. He tells them that he doesn't like magic and that he could give this gift to someone else and take it away from himself, he would. He said, despite it being a great many years, the memory still stings. 
Koros asks why Rin inquired about spellcrafting, and Rin tells him it interests him greatly and that he is a scholar. Koros sighs loudly and pulls a small leather-bound notebook from his bag, handing it to Rin. He tells him that it is full of information on spellcrafting, some of its history, things that he wrote down in his time at home and couldn't bring himself to burn it, and that he kept it around just to feel the weight. Rin tells him that he can't take it and asks him for a price. Koros tells him that he's been trying to get rid of it for the better part of 15 years and that it'll be, it'll be doing him a favor that it is in better hands than in his hands of the scholarly man like Rin. Rin puts down five gold and Koros thanks him and tells him please be careful with it and burn it when he's done with it that the knowledge is dangerous, sighing again as he says so. He says that should they need him during the daytime, he usually heads to the tower to look out across the land towards the sea around midday before going to sleep after being up overnight, though he doesn't sleep much. You guys then head towards an exotic pet shop that catches Dandelion's eye. Uh, Dandelion flies over to a small fish tank with a small gnomish man feeding them who is immediately startled. Uh, Dandelion purchases a small fish in an orb named Mortimer, an opalescent beta fish with a sapphire stripe. It's much larger inside, and if she doesn't see him, she can call his name and he will come into view. It's pocket dimension adjacent, but not a pocket dimension, and it only holds a very small fish. Shay also purchases a small shimmer-sized cowboy hat with a strap, presumably for shimmer. The salesman, Dinner Plate, <laughs> tells them that his grandfather was named uh, Dinner, and then his great-grandfather Diner, and his great-great-grandfather Din, and that's as far as it goes. Uh, Ren asks what his grandfather did for a living, and Dinner tells him that he hunted exotic animals, and he did not wish to do that, so he started his own business protecting them. You guys head back towards the tavern to go to sleep for the night. Back in the tavern, Marcus has successfully bathed and gotten the uh, the Thank paint God. out of his hair. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> he walks back towards Captain Emmerich and thanks him for never having given up, despite Marcus being close to doing so himself. Captain Emmerich says that he doesn't have the luxury of giving up, generally speaking, and there are times that he has wanted to give up, not on Marcus, but with all of this horrible situation. Marcus says that we all wish to give up at times, but we must rely on the strength of our companions and friends and move forward. Captain Emmerich says that he pays Benjamin so much mind because he is something, someone to work on during all of this darkness, and that he deserves a chance to change and be better with a better situation. Marcus says that he understands him in the sense that he knows the sensation of not allowing yourself to give in to overwhelming, complicated thoughts and to just be frivolous to hide the pain, and that there is peace in that. Captain Emmerich nods, agreeing that it is true that there is, that there is simplicity in it, and that when you can't do anything about it, it is sometimes better to not think on it at all and clear your mind. That tomorrow's actions are not the thoughts of today. Marcus thanks Captain Emmerich for all that he has done and all that he will do, and he hopes that Fjordane will thank men like him for their role in the city's salvation, and that there may not be a parade, that he is at the heart of it all. Captain Emmerich says that he needs no parade, but that he would like to see the dawn, which Marcus agrees. He tells him that Marcus is a great, is saving a great many people by following in his father's footsteps and that he does so despite all of the tragedy and loss and that he would have understood if Marcus had not turned out the way that he is now. He tells him that he inherited his father's fervor and his mother's prudence. The two of them speak further and Captain Emmerich says that he isn't certain that if there is a beyond, but if there is, that his parents are watching down on him and that they would be proud of all that he's done and that each dawn that rises a glimmer of light that comes from them. Marcus says that no matter how beaten or broken he is, that he will survive the dusk and that he will always stand in reverence in honor of the name Marcus Shaw and that one day the name will inspire trust and loyalty in the city. Again, Captain Emmerich tells him that even if this older generation is too blind to except that the name Marcus Shaw has changed, he will set in motion the next generation to do so. 
Marcus goes to sleep with the two of them speaking further about the stories of his father mm -hmm. and the great many things that he uh, embellished on slightly mm -hmm. not being a very good storyteller. Mm -hmm. And we will pick up uh, the following evening uh, after having gone through a full day of rest and gathering your thoughts um, as the plan for the following evening was for Mr. Pigeon and Twig and whoever would like to go with them to go to John Dar's office, uh, search for information, and then blow it up with dynamite. So I will let you guys discuss your plan as to what's happening and who's going. Would I have been informed about... <laughs> I believe you knew during, they were doing during that. this course of the day. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, I believe that this you guys discussed that over dinner the night prior, so you knew that this was happening. Good. Yes. I not really <laughs> uh, d the dynamite person of the group. I'm much more the uh, well, I. I don't want to say lawful man, but... <laughs> I can shoot things from far away. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Is that... Do you need to do that for the dynamite? I don't know. I don't know how dynamite works. Are you going to go with them and do the dynamite? I don't... Would you like to? Do you need help? I think that's a yes. Hey, are you going to the dynamite party? Do you need me for the... It sounds like I'm going with. You're certain you don't want to join us. Young Master, are you also going to the dynamite party? Uh, no, I, I have some reading to do, but, uh... I'm... Do, do you need some dynamite? <laughs> <laughs> now it's about the time that we thought we would ask for the dynamite. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give them, uh, I think I have, I'll have to double check, I think I have like five bundles, so I'll give them like one. I mean, yeah. it wasn't a big building, right? No. One it, should be plenty. It's a two-story building, it's a two-story, right? yeah, they also have the dynamites that was specifically purchased mm, to blow up the building. You're right. Okay, yeah, yeah. We do have that dynamite, yeah. don't we? Do. <laughs> did they tell us this? Who, who bought this dynamite? Shay did. Yes, Shay did. <laughs> he, gave, he gave me special dynamite or somebody special yes. dynamite? Yes. Special dynamite. Well, you had asked about the dynamite. You're sure you don't want to come with? I'm, I'm you did want I, the dynamite. Uh, all right, all right. You pulled my arm. <laughs> I think it's the right decision. Just gonna like put my head in my hands, <laughs> just just in case we need extra. <laughs> yes. I... Better to do a thing right. You're you're absolutely certain. I can't be seen in public. <laughs> Where? Cloak? <laughs> <laughs> They'll be looking at the explosion. <laughs> I can cover your hair again. No! <laughs> For the love of God! It took like 16 hours to get out of my hair. It was a pretty good disguise then. We could shave your hair. Oh, God, You could have no. just asked me to clean it for you. Oh, you're right. The bath was luxurious, though. Uh, so then you're fine. Ah, uh, yes, you're right, I'm fine. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dynamite town it is, yeah. I guess. As you guys are all talking, uh, she hears you say that you can't be seen in public, and, and Scarlet kind of pokes her head out from behind one of the tables that she is cleaning. Uh, 
I, I could disguise you with magic. Oh, that mm. would be much preferred to just soiling my precious hair with paint. All right. Uh, what do you want to look like? Um. Well, what, what is the extent that your magic can perform? Can I change my height, or must I remain of my stature? Uh, you could be slightly shorter or slightly taller. Uh, All right. By be about a, a foot. Tall dandelion. <laughs> I could be a small monster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hear me out. <laughs> so I'm I'm approximately six five. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you get me to seven feet tall? Yes. All right. I would like to remain of my uh, stature, uh, seven foot tall. Uh, very uh, buxom chest. Okay. Uh, and beautiful eyes, and if you could reduce the little bit of masculine features I have. Sure. The tallest, prettiest, <laughs> big tittiest lady you've ever seen. What color hair? Oh, uh, mine is, you know, uh, like a chestnut brown. Uh, perhaps we could go a, a more light, rambunctious blonde. All right. Uh, a red dress... Absolutely, you knew me. <laughs> All right. And please ensure that it is cut so that it shows off my very prominent calves. Of course. Thank you. And she walks up to you and reaches into her bag. <laughs> Just has, has like a puppet of this. <laughs> <laughs> Just like presses it against my chest. <laughs> yeah, it's like a weird voodoo doll. Yep. She like cracks it half. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh-huh. No, uh, she pulls out like a small little leather bound uh, satchel and she reaches into it and pulls out a handful of like a uh, like a crystalline powder mm-hmm. and she holds it in her palm and just My throws eyes. it into your, into your eyes. Yep. Uh, and she you, blinds me. Yeah, you're, you're blind. <laughs> you're definitely the prettiest. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for dynamite. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you, you, you Thank have you. this this powder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very good. Uh, I'm looking for an in. <laughs> uh, blown into your face, and you all watch as it kind of like swirls around. Like Marcus Disney princess esque, kind of. Yes. Uh, and and Marcus grows roughly uh, six inches, ha- six inches nope. in, in height, <laughs> uh, and, and becomes the the. <laughs> The fairly voluptuous woman that he described, Good. complete with a red dress, Good. Uh, oh. cut up the leg. Oh, young master! <laughs> this is going to draw attention. No, this is perfect. What? It's a very dynamite disguise. Why would this draw attention? Is your voice... I'm just going to put my hands on my I'm head. I'm doing my best. <laughs> I've never been a woman before. <laughs> Is it just Marcus's voice coming out of his sleeve? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> looking forward to a fun evening. That'll last an hour. Oh, God. <laughs> we have to go now. Let's get it done. <laughs> what if I meet someone? <laughs> I'm going to run outside. You're definitely the distraction. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you guys head outside into the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rain still lightly uh, falling. You hear the uh, slight shit. remnants of a, a storm that has passed through, uh, but there are 
still a few clouds in the sky. It's not downpouring or anything. It's enough where you guys don't feel like you need to take cover, but it is it is raining. So, <laughs> I need to clarify a thing. Yep. And when I say clarify, I mean ask a very important question. I'm now seven feet tall. Yep. I have a hand axe. Yeah. Can I, <laughs> with taut enough strapping in between <laughs> my breasts, <laughs> hide my hand axe? Of course you can. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Ready for the night. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, you get some leather bands and wrap them around oh, your yeah, actual yeah. chest. And it's like a belt. It's just yeah. like a chunky just belt, a oh. little high. Yeah. yeah. Is this a visual disguise or is it like a solid disguise? I have no idea. It's a visual disguise. <laughs> so. Oh. All right. I thought I was actually transformed. Damn no. it. But you can't see the axe. Sure. All it's right. within the, the voluptuous. Uh, <laughs> it's hiding behind the rack. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I am the lord on the rack, dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Lord with the rat. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to run outside and I guess just look at the world with French eyes. <laughs> A little bit of perspective. <laughs> going to cloak up. <laughs> yep. It's just me surrounded by a posse of cloaked figures. I'm, I'm going to hide in Shay's hood. Okay. Perfect. Sure. Just right here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So you were walking in the center of the street on the end. Hundred percent. So like, Marcus is in the center of the street while the rest of you like on the side. hide in the shadows, <laughs> yeah. flanking, flanking Marcus, following. <laughs> Somebody's gonna come save you. <laughs> That's my hope. All right. Sweep you off your feet. I am the damsel in distress tonight. It's some, fine. some eight foot tall man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is a fantasy. Game. A glide. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, where, uh, I don't know where the office is. We know. Oh, I don't know. You're with me. That's true. You're with him. That's good. He All knows right. apparently. Lead on. Oh, yep. yep. Uh, follow the cloaked man. Yeah, you guys uh, walk down the streets towards the Sovereign District. Um, as you do at this late hour, it's uh, about midnight at this point. Um, you oh, how's the Pac-Man Moon? Uh, Pac-Man Moon is half right now. Mm. Which half? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, lower left. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. yeah it's half. It's an hourglass. Yeah, so it's more like oh, my figure. Yeah. Two Doritos. Oh. There you go, Sarah's dinner. Yeah. <laughs> There's something alive on the moon. And oh, of course. That's a later problem. Yeah, dude, that's future us to deal with. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Buzz, Buzz is up there. Oh, um, which one? <laughs> both. Uh, and as you guys are walking past, there are uh, uh, people kind of filtering out of the the taverns and along the road. There's not too many people, but a, a fairly drunk kind of stocky human man stumbles out of the one tavern and just like <gasps> blinks his eyes a lot at you. Whoa! <laughs> Thank you. Where are you going? To your house. Where's that? Do, do, do you have keys? 
kind of like filters through his pockets and starts dumping <laughs> the contents of his it pockets on the ground. You guys see like uh, a, a, a pouch of gold kind of like crack onto the ground and, and coins start rolling oh. in the street as he's just searching through his pockets. This one. Oh, all right. <laughs> Fuck it, that. Okay. Like that you went from being a lawful man who didn't want to blow a building up. Listen, I have my crowbar at the ready at all times. <laughs> right, 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 right. Paladin tool. Lawful. <laughs> didn't say which side of law we were on. Uh-huh. Maybe I could get us a drink and bring it back out in the street here. Yes, you should do that. I'll wait here. All right. He walks off. All right, let's go. <laughs> we have a house. <laughs> Boss lady. That's, that's a key. To a house. But we only have the key. We'll find the house. It was a very convincing performance. Thank you. Whew, this is tough. We should keep moving before our hours. Absolutely. <laughs> As you go to pocket the key, yeah. you see that it's scribed with Frazzled Fox in on the side of the key. <laughs> Hell yeah. Does it have a number or is it just the no, in itself? Yeah, no, it has a number. We might have owned a business now. <laughs> <laughs> I can retire. All right, that's the rest of this campaign. <laughs> uh, that wasn't the tavern he stumbled out of, was it? No. No, this was the inn. That's the inn at the, like entrance to the city that you guys were in originally before you were ferried away from it and told that it's bad. Mm -hmm. Really, we're doing him a favor. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It ain't lawful. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Of which you're acquiring a new one. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you guys head into the Sovereign District up uh, the West Wall Street um, towards the back King's Way where you know these offices are uh, for John Dar, uh, for the uh, Duke of Commerce. And you guys are now across the street uh, in an alleyway between the buildings on the Hollowed Steps Road, uh, where you have kind of looked at this building before in the shadows, along with your very, very shiny companion. Uh, yeah, are there any, like, uh, guardly-looking people in the vicinity? Uh, yes, you guys can see that there are two guards flanking the entrance to, uh, to the Duke of Commerce building, as well as every other alleyway on that side, there are guards. Not every alley, but every other one across the street. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you guys are gonna get in and get out, but I'll do my... Duty. Just <laughs> like point up. I can't take them up. Oh, good. All right. It's a good idea. Well, I guess I'll wait. I'll wait for you in like an adjacent alley afterwards. Just be mindful of the hour. Oh, I'll be very mindful. <laughs> Home by midnight. <laughs> Doing my best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your best DJ. Hello! Yes. Make a performance check for me. Ooh. Do I have any kind of. Or deception. I'll give you the option. 
<laughs> well, that's crooked. It would have been a 16 or a 6. A uh, 3. <laughs> 6. Okay. <laughs> Was that performance or deception? Ooh, uh, performance for sure. Okay. <clears throat> uh, evening, ma'am. Can I help you? So with a six, do I, like, stumble or something? Because, like, I need to know what role <laughs> sure, I'm playing. No, no. Yeah. So you walk out of this alley, hello, boys! And kind of, like, trip as your, uh, like, your armored, armored boot kind of catches on one of the cobblestones and you stumble forward slightly. Oh, yeah, I... It's better than accidentally being like, oh! <laughs> yeah. That's what I struck, dude. Fuck! My ankle! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm into that so weirdly enough. I don't care. Uh, yeah, so I stumble. As I stumble, I would like to play into the tripping and attempt sure. to trip into one of the two of them as as chestly first as I possibly can. Sure, he's gonna make a deck save to try to Whoa! Get he's making a save to dodge me? No, to catch you. Oh! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I uh, was insulted immediately. <laughs> yeah, just steps aside. No, uh, that's an 18, so he, he kind of like wraps his arms under your arms oh, so and catches you. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, are you alright, miss? Oh, it's been a very... Uh, kind of helps you up. Thank you. <laughs> How tall is he in relation to me? He's 5'5". Five, five. Oh my god! <laughs> I towered over him! <laughs> thank you! You're a good one! Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna put my incredibly still muscular arms out on his shoulders. Thank you so much. It's been a very strange evening. Uh, yeah, I, I can um, imagine. So, oh, oh, um, uh, my name is um, Victoria. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, sir. That's so crazy. My name's Victor. Wow, what are the odds? Yeah. Um... There was a strange man in the alley who uh, was saying some very unkind things to me. That's surprising for the Sovereign District. There's not usually those types of folks around. Oh, I don't know if he was from the Sovereign District, if you catch what I mean. Mm, trash. Yes, I think he doesn't belong here. Understood. Uh, I can take a look. Please, let me show you to him. Of course, uh, the one guard uh, walks away. <laughs> I have a fucking axe. He's going to fucking Mel Gibson Patriot this dude in an alley. Uh, yeah, the one guard flanking the door walks uh, with you towards the alley to check out uh, as he pulls out a hooded lantern and, and opens it and, and kind of walks towards the alley. Hello there. Anyone? So... Because this is just an illusion that has has covered me, and I would still have all of my things, um, I'm going to pull out my instrument of illusions, which I don't know if we ever clarified what instrument it is. Do you have an instrument of illusions? It's a trombone. I think yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember Can you give it to me? Damn it! Not items. <laughs> Shit! Yeah, you gave it to Dandelion. Fuck! I guess I'll pull out my 
crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is everyone else doing? Much less <laughs> subtle. Um, so what alley is, is this? Yes, it's our alley. We're not in the way of Let me show it to you. There's five straight right there. Do you get out of Deal with them. <laughs> Snap. Uh, yeah, so Marcus has led one of the two guards away from the entrance. Uh, is the other one paying attention to... <laughs> to the other guard walking away with this strange tall woman. <laughs> I should hope. Yeah, he is absolutely looking at Marcus's ass. Good. <clears throat> Perfect. <laughs> As they walk away into the alley. Should take advantage of the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> try and try and sneak rush across. Sure. Uh, stealth checks. You guys can do it as a group uh, with advantage, or you can each do it. That's up to you. What, so every. What do you mean? What? As a group? One person can roll it with advantage. Or you can all roll it individually and take the highest. That's up to you. It's always better than the other written. What? I don't know how we're doing oh, this. Oh, yeah, no, never mind. Everybody, everybody roll stealth checks. I've rolled. That's, okay. that's running across. Do I roll a stealth check? Yes. Uh, no, because you're I'm, with yeah. Shay. It's a 22. 21. 25. 16. Okay. Uh... I did my job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he rolled with disadvantage and rolled a nat one. So uh, my ass is yeah, juicy. He is, he is, <laughs> You're really getting is, the sway oh, yeah, in there. Like, Let me leave you. <laughs> <laughs> Just drooling on himself. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the other guard like r- adjusts his his armor. Uh, as, as <laughs> <laughs> he also brutes six inches. Is he following? <laughs> Uh, With no. a nat one, my ass juicy. He like <laughs> walks a couple yeah. a couple steps away from the door, uh, <clears throat> and just kind of like looks down the alley as you guys walk, and takes a few more steps and and looks further down the alley, and you guys scurry across into the alley next to the Duke of Commerce uh, building with absolutely no one noticing you at all. <laughs> This this is the greatest use of compelled duel I will ever <laughs> Because it specifically says, on a failed save, the creature is drawn to you, compelled by your divine demand. <laughs> <laughs> I will not actually cast it. I'll let okay. them do shit first. Okay. You won't cast it yet. Welcome back. I'm going to. I hope you're doing well. Oh, my God. Hello. Um... It's- you know a way in from here. Yeah, I'll try to go the way we went last time. Sure. uh, Which I think we went up on an adjacent roof and jumped across. Yeah. Uh, So I would walk up with my uh, spider shoes. Yep. And uh, I would drop a rope down for anyone else who uh, isn't so great at climbing once they get up there. Twig, are you going up with Mr. Pitchin or are you waiting on the ground? No, I'm going up. I also have spider shoes. Okay, yeah, so you guys watch as Mr. Pitchin and Twig just walk vertically up the side of this building. Yep. That tracks. <laughs> Tie the rope to something up and roll it down. Yep. And Did you know they could do that? that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll sleep easier knowing they can do that, right? No. Uh, They're going to like wake up in the middle of the night and they're both going to be standing on the ceiling looking at you. I think we knew that. Oh, Didn't we know I'm that? I've been the doors yeah. on the windows tonight. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Uh, yeah, and you guys... Um, Make your way uh, up to the top of this building. You dangle the rope down. Uh, anybody that is climbing up, make an acrobatics or athletics check, please, to climb the rope. 
I'm gonna fly up. That's fair. <laughs> Sixteen. Okay. Schumer's gonna climb the rope. <laughs> fair. That is a twelve. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Shay, you get up there fairly reasonably. Um, Ren, it takes you just a little longer uh, as you're as. You, as you I'll, kind of, I'll you give him go my up. hand as he gets close. Sure, yeah. The, the, you kind of like spin on the rope as you're climbing, as you lose your footing a little bit, uh, but you're able to get I'm, yourself. I'm up. spinning the rope. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking stop it! Shimmer got a four. Shimmer got a four. Okay, yeah. Shimmer like climbs up and then just hangs there and just like looks up at you. Come on. Pull the rope up with Shimmer once we're all up. <laughs> yeah, you guys uh, all make it up there and you yank the rope up as Shimmer kind of just gets pulled along up to the top and he hops off and just climbs back like into the hood with Dandelion and just like shakes himself slightly. All right, where from here? All right, so then I will cast uh, Pass Without Trace since I... Th- think last time there were some guards around yes uh so i'll cast that and um i'll try to lead toward where i think those guards are to take a look sure and, uh, bring people with me and try to you know like point yeah. out so you guys have climbed up next to uh like an elevated portion on the roof that you remember that there was a door with stairs that led mm-hmm. down into a hallway that led to uh, the office. You guys went through a window. I said last, last time we time. went through a window instead. Um, but, but uh, yeah, you cast Pass Without Trace. You peek slightly around the uh, this wall and you see that there is a guard standing looking out into the night uh, with a lantern on the wall behind him next to the door. Okay. Um, I guess I would gesture toward him and kind of like open it up to everyone else and point to the window. See what we want to do. So, where on the building on the opposite side of the alley <clears throat> you're on the actual building we're on the building yes okay and this dude's <clears throat> on the roof He's, yeah so there's like an like elevated him. portion uh that's up and then the rest of the roof is here you guys are on the side here there's like a portion that is uh set off to the side so he's in front of the door here you guys are peeking around looking at him sort of like a fire escape type yes thing, kind of situation. like a fire escape uh, yeah like a raised up fire escape so he is above us yes and well, sorry, he's on the same... So, there's a flat plane, then there's a raised portion with a door with stairs that go down. he's in front of the door. He's in front of the door. You guys are on the side of this little raised area. And then there's a window that isn't past him, right? Like That's down. Right. Yes. I was able to get to it because of my shoes. Yes, okay. you just walked down and, and... Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I would gesture toward that guy, and uh, so we're going to have to go in that way. If we get him over here, I think we can probably take care of him. Cutting back to me. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. So as they're as they're making their plan, Marcus, what are you doing in the alley? Well, I mean, this guy came over and like called towards yep. uh, th- this alley to have anybody who was out here, uh, you know, obviously step forth from the shadows. Does anyone step forth from the shadows? Uh, no. Nobody comes out. He he just the guard kind of looks around confused. Uh, he was. As you said, trash, gutter trash, mm. smelled foul. He dropped this. I'm gonna pull out the key. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he 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 threatened me, mm. asked me for my coin purse and more. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, I, sincerest apologies, Miss. Uh, I can have someone look into this uh, to deal with this perpetrator. That key will help, certainly. It it will. Yes. 
Did, I do not see a room number on it, though. There was a room number. Oh, on there it. was. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, f- forgive me. I did not notice it. I mean, I'm not one to really like to let foul people get away with crimes. Oh, I completely understand. Uh, it's just you, wrong. You do? No, I don't let people get away with crimes. Yes, I, I, I'm... Would you like to help me? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, we can have somebody look into this. No, I mean you. Look oh. into it with me. Oh, uh, now? Well, we have the key. He clearly well, is probably on his way home. Yes, but unfortunately I, I do have to guard this, uh, this door here. Oh. Yes. Forgive me, I didn't even see the door. I was lost in your eyes. Victor? <laughs> 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 Is that John coughing? Yes. <laughs> it needs to be. <laughs> Victor, you're so handsome. <laughs> uh, um, uh, make a... Something check. Uh, <laughs> intimidation. <laughs> I'm lost in your eyes! <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, even if we were just going for, like, persuasion performance. It's a 19. Okay, yeah, he rolled a 17. Uh, uh, I suppose I could uh, spare a few minutes trying to track it's, this person the, down. The tavern's not far from here, yes? Uh, yeah, the inn, yes. The inn! Oh, yes, that it's would make much more sense. all the way back sense. by the entrance, but... Um, That's only yeah. a few moments' walk, right? Uh, yeah, just a few minutes. Yes, please, thank you. Uh, sure. Your friend can guard the door on his own, correct? Uh, yeah, let me just tell him and I'll be right back. Yes. Mm-hmm. He turns and walks back over. Gonna help this uh, woman uh, with something... <laughs> trash. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, just watch the door, will you? Uh-huh. I would absolutely, like, round the corner and, like, kind of lean out from behind the corner and just look at the other guard. Unless you would be so kind as to help as well. I do not know what strength this ruffian has. <laughs> you hear him audibly, like, gulp. <laughs> um, I'd lean a little more. <laughs> <laughs> Make, make the check again. <laughs> Bam, sixteen. Uh, yeah. If it's if it's quick, I uh, sure. It could be quick. All right. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, and he just like kind of looks down uh, towards one of the other alleys and just like signals to the other guards and walks mm-hmm. with you into the alley. Mm-hmm. And the two of you, the three of you, uh, start walking back towards the front of the city. Bam! Job done, guys. <laughs> Glad you came along. <laughs> I don't know what else you need of me this evening, but I feel like I did my part. <laughs> well, they can have their plan now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes, you guys are on the roof. One guard door shut behind him? Yes. Um, make a little bit of noise make it sound like we uh, just thieves that don't know what they're doing he rounds the corner and we give him the business <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I did the same thing 
Yeah, I would. Um, I would thaumaturgy a sound of like I don't know thieves' tools being used poorly. Sure. And, like you know, metal on metal, just, yeah. like scraping Some keys jingling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you hear uh, footsteps walking towards the edge of this uh, little raised area, and he turns the corner. Knuckle daggers at the ready. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Pounce. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Roll, roll your surprise attack on. With Knuckle advantage. daggers? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Evidently. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anybody else doing the anything? The man sold me silver knuckle daggers. Because um, okay. <laughs> you guys can kind of all unleash at once here as he rounds the corner. Yeah, I'm just going to whisper, I'm not ground. Float <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. How's <laughs> uh, a... Uh, a 21. Uh, yeah, that hits. Hmm. Sneaky parties. Mm-hmm. Sneak party. How do rogues work again? <laughs> yeah. You deal a fuck ton of damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah, we're once, trying to do. Once you hit, you roll a bunch of dice. <laughs> a whole lot. And... <laughs> It worries me how well built this character is for this. Hooey! <laughs> 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 uh, 13. Uh, yeah, I'll so leap you. Leap at him and give him a, a knuckle. I'm aiming for uh, an open spot in the armor. Sure. Uh, yeah, so you you kind of like crouch down slightly and as he rounds the corner, uh, Rin whispers and you leap up towards him and kind of like wrap yourself around. Uh, his like arms and stab in through the side of the like gap between his helmet as you slip it very familiar with how uh, like armor setups are slip mm, it so under familiar. the like chainmail uh, coif and right into the side of his neck as he just like drops his blade uh, to the ground drops the lantern try and cover the mouth yeah and you I'll try and catch anything that looks like it might fall sure uh, make a deck save uh, and make a strength check <laughs> it was a natural one. Me too. Okay. <laughs> nice. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, so. Oh. <laughs> yes, bring it in. <laughs> she kicked the lantern like uh, a football. Oh, no. On it out over the city. Something lights on fire. <laughs> okay. That would help. <laughs> so you put your hand over his mouth, and he instinctively shoves his hand upward and forces your hand away. Uh, Mr. Pigeon, you go to grab. Uh, both the lantern and the blade at the same time and kind of like trying to figure out which one will make more noise as it hits the ground you grab the sword with your hand and with your other hand push the lantern towards the edge of the space that you're at because it's not very wide as it just clambers down the side Mm -hmm. uh, falls to the ground and just did you ever try to catch something and you accidentally throw it at the ground? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're gonna take. I'm, one. I'm gonna look. I'm, as this happens, can I look at Twig and I'm just gonna reach into the bag of holding and pull out dynamite and say, "Cowabunga, it is." <laughs> While he's doing that, I'm also gonna reach into my bag mm-hmm. and also pull out some dynamite. <laughs> I'm gonna see them doing that. I saved two men's lives <laughs> yeah, this you evening. Did. You did. Lawful. You did. And I have, um, I'm gonna pull out a, an orb with a fish in it. <laughs> Cowabunga. Uh, Mr. Pigeon, you take one damage as you've dragged the blade of this sword as it falls. Uh, yeah, so you guys are standing on the roof with a guard that is currently fighting off Shay. 
Uh, Does anybody else get an attack in? <laughs> uh, in the midst of this scramble. Um, also, how's he looking? He doesn't look great. Uh, I will stabbed say, him in the neck, yeah, right? Nobody <laughs> else will get an attack uh, because everyone else did things, pulling stuff out of their bags and things like that. Um, but we can go into initiative order for... Uh, pseudo initiative order for, mm-hmm, for trying mm-hmm. to finish off this guard and, and do whatever it is you're going to do now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess everybody yeah, roll initiative. Seven. Ooh. Uh, Mr. Vision? Twelve. Are we far enough away that we don't hear this commotion? Yeah, yeah you guys are far enough at this point. Uh, Twig? 16. Rin? 22. Whew. Dandelion? 18. All right, Rin, you're up first. Oh, shit. Okay. Dynamite in his mouth. Just playing on a rod, huh? Uh, you said it, it, it is evening, correct? Because you said he was grabbing a lantern. It is evening, yes. Okay, good, good, good. Hold on, let's take a look here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'll use my bonus action to cast uh, Shadow Blade. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll uh, I'll attack the dude. Sure. And since it's dim light, I should have advantage. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If I can find my other d20, damn it. Oh boy. Let me find where. Oh god, it's been so long since I've used D&D Beyond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so that's going to be a 21 to hit. That absolutely hits. Alright, it's 2d8 shadow damage. Mm. Say shadow damage? My favorite kind. <laughs> shadow. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be ten. Is that like necrotic? Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, so is, is it necrotic? I think it's not shadow at all. Maybe it's necrotic. Necrotic, psychic, something <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's ten damage that he's probably not resistant to. Mm-hmm. Psychic damage. There you go. Is it psychic? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, um, as he kind of like leans backwards, fighting off Shay, you stab into like his gut underneath. Uh, Shay's legs, who is, like, up on the upper portion of him, trying to, like, move his one arm out of the way and cover his mouth, and you stab him into the gut as he doubles forward uh, and just kind of, like, as you knock the air out of his lungs. And he does not look good at all. Uh, Anything else? Uh, That is my turn. All right, Dandelion. So he was around in the corner. The door was on the other... Like on the other side of this corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to fly over towards the door. This guy's like practically dead, right? He's not. He, looking. he just he looks really bad. He looks really bad. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna go fly over to the door. Yep. What kind of door is it? Uh, it's a wooden door. Like a regular mm-hmm. looking. Yeah, with a with a like big latch handle. I'm gonna try and open the door. Yeah, uh, it's locked. Uh, 
I'm gonna Eldritch Blast the door. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Go ahead and make an attack roll. Back up and Eldritch Blast the door. I think that's the yep. ranged attack, right? Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I played. How do you play D&D &D again? Mm-hmm. Right? 16, <laughs> no, sorry, 21. Okay. Uh, yeah, you back up uh, about five Oops. feet, ten feet, and you... Eldritch blasts forward and crack into this door as pieces of wood just kind of fall down the stairs on the inside. Door's open. In a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Knife else? like in this man's yeah. back. Hold on, Dandelion. Right there? <laughs> Anything else? Um. Hex the door. <laughs> Fiend. I'm gonna look out over the Mm -hmm. Just over the alley below and see if how much of a ruckus sure. we've caused. Uh, make a perception check for me. 16. My perception is higher than I would have thought. Sure. Um, you can see that there is another guard moving from one of the alleys towards the sound of this lantern hitting the ground. I'm gonna point down there, and then that'll. Very good. Uh, next up, twig. Um, I'm gonna take out my rapier. Mm-hmm. And stab. Mm-hmm. Ten. Ten does not hit. Does she have any sort of bonus from any of the rest of us being near or around this guy? Um, there's enough movement where you could get around him to try to stab him because Rin and Shay are in front of him, so you're not really going to be able to get at him from there anyway. Uh, so you, what, what is the first level of flanking? Plus two? So 12, so still doesn't hit. Um, but you, uh, you, you stab your rapier forward and kind of like... As he is doubled forward, he rears back to try to get Shay off of him, and you kind of slip up the back of his armor, and kind of uh, your arm just like goes back slightly. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dynamite in one hand, rapier in the other. Lol. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up is Mr. Pigeon. Uh, all right, yeah, I will uh, pull out one of my sickles, and then uh, I'm just going to flip this guy's sword that's in my hand around. Yep. And uh, I'm going to try to hit him with the sword first. Sure. Getting onto the one, like, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would walk up on the wall if I had to. I sure. I have to get around him to <laughs> yeah. do the... All right, uh, the first hit's probably going to miss. I think it's like a nine. It's a three on the die. Yes, nine. Yeah, that will miss. And make the old second attack. A three. This guy's impenetrable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is like wiggling around. You go onto the one side of him and you oh, uh, try to hook your sickle like around his neck and he like wrenches forward to try to get Shay off of him again and you stab forward with his blade as he like woo and, and just dodges <laughs> out of the says way. That specifically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he woo. says that specifically. Uh, as you try to stab at this man and he is just all of this movement in the darkness is uh, he is very hard to pin down, aside from Shade, like, on his face, like a face hugger. 
so now it's his turn, um, and he is going to try to get Shay off of him. Uh, please make a strength check for me. Jesus Christ. Fine. Uh, okay, so he uh, shoves you off of him to the ground and is going to just kick you mm-hmm. because he doesn't have another weapon. Nice. That's a two, so he does not, he's unable to hit you <laughs> as you kind of like <laughs> fall down at his feet with Ren above you. He kicks towards you and you just like cross the two daggers in front of his foot as Ren just like holds him off of you in front of you. And that is his turn, so uh, Shay, you're up. Stand up. I'm put a hand on his cheek. And <laughs> yep, go ahead and roll. Drive right under the chin. How about a 17? 17 will hit. Can't wait for my combat experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 14. Uh, yeah, so you uh, put your hand on his, uh, on his shoulder or his cheek? And I like, yeah, that's okay. And you <laughs> right up into the head as you watch as he just cradle him so he doesn't drop. Yeah, as he just like begins to crumple downwards, blood dripping down his chin onto your arm and onto this blade. As you just and he just slowly crumples downward to the ground. Hmm. How wide's the alley? The alley is uh, ten feet. How far down is it? Uh, about 60 feet. It's a big alley? Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to shuffle over to where Dandelion's pointing mm-hmm. down and see if uh, if anybody's looking up to check on Sorry, this commotion. Sorry, it's not 60 feet. This is a two-story building. It's like 30 feet down. Okay. They're fairly high ceilings. Yeah. 60 feet is... Unreasonable for a two-story building. That's a little more doable. Thirty foot ceilings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, check. Put, like the whole neighborhood would see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check on the uh, the status of mm-hmm. uh, what Dandelion's pointing out. Yeah. What's the situation uh, looking like down Dandelion there? Dandelion has blasted the door open completely. Right, and then she. I pointed at the guy. Oh yeah. Uh, so you see a guard walking uh, into the alleyway to look at this lantern. Going into the alley where the lamp fell. Yep. It's pretty dark. Yes. Guess I'm gonna. How close is he? He's in uh, the alley. Yeah, he's in the alley. He's at the front of the alley. I'm just gonna lean part way out over the edge, not all the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry about that. Dozed off a little bit and accidentally kicked my lamp. Uh, make a deception check for me. Thirty twenty. Okay. Uh, he looks up and kind of like shines his lantern up slightly. Uh, it's fine. Uh, just be more careful. You have a second one up there. Yeah, I've got another one. All right. Um, is there like another lantern nearby? Uh, there's not. I will pull one from my bag and sure. <laughs> try to hand it toward <laughs> Yeah. Um, Hanging out over there. I'll, I'll like, fumble it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, shit. 
please don't drop that one. Uh, clean it up when you're done your shift, please. Of course, of course. Thank you. Thankfully, it didn't catch flame down here. Yes, yes, that's a blessing. Hate to lose my job over something like that. Yeah, I uh, could probably be convinced not to say anything, but uh, uh, we'll talk after your shift. Yeah, I'll buy you a drink or something. Appreciate that. Be safe. <laughs> you too. <laughs> he walks back out of the alley. <laughs> yeah, dust, dust myself off. Drop the dagger. <laughs> Shay turns around. I'm holding the stink shroom. We don't need this. Not yet. But that's a really good idea. All right, where were we? I got the door open. Perfect. Gonna drag this body around the corner and hide it. Yep. Sure. <laughs> in in the stairs. Presumably. Uh, where it's least likely to be come upon by somebody patrolling. Sure. Uh, so yeah, so if you there's shove a spot it on, the on, the, on the roof yeah. that is not in immediate eyesight if somebody came out here. Yep, sure. Uh, Ren, can you take care of the, the blood? <laughs> sure, sure. I'll Good. press the digitation of the blood. Yeah. Uh, Alright, as you guys are finishing that up, cut back to Marcus. Oh dear! <laughs> 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 Walking fast. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really nice night. It is. I've never seen the moon like this. Isn't it raining? Huh? Isn't it raining? Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> They're very nervous. Okay. There's a seven oh, foot tall I'm so one so wet! Here. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I, uh, uh, here, he just hands you like a cloak. Oh, thank you. How is it in size relation to me? Uh, it's this is he's five foot five, so yep. this is small. I'll tie it around my waist. <laughs> yeah, good call because if you'd put it on, it would have mm-hmm. gone through your face. Yep, tie so. <laughs> <laughs> it over my waist. <laughs> Almost got him. No, no, uh, no, no yeah, no. you tie it around your waist. Um, and he just uh, uh, uh so um. Uh, what did this, uh, this trash look like? He was very, uh, short. Um, scruffy, scraggly beard, ridiculous looking. Um, googly eyes. (laughs) Rolling around in his head like he was possessed. He kept speaking in strange tongues, unlike anything I've ever heard. Like, look at that! Have you ever heard anyone speak thus? Not remotely, but... uh... He held aloft a strange object. (laughs) 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 Forgive me for being so crude, but the the long shaft, Mm -hmm. you know, almost like a a mushroom at the end. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> sure. Yeah. He says, mm. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> description of someone. I've seen him around. All right, Bill. <laughs> it was fucking weird. <laughs> Back at it again. Have you ever seen this man or heard these voices? Uh, no, I've not heard any voices. Um, that doesn't sound familiar, but. Uh, 
Too much of too much of the drink does make people do strange He's things. Mostly bald. He was wearing strange. Um, That's a crime in itself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. <laughs> um, brandish this thing in me. It's spoken tongues, and then when I said I didn't understand, he said, "Well, come here, then." <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. I'm terribly sorry. Yes. <laughs> How horrified uh, is this guy actually looking at this description? I mean, he's pretty concerned. He <laughs> doesn't really know what to do. Me neither. Ideally, we're able to quickly get to the bottom of this with having his key. Yeah, yes, of course. You're well-armed, then? Or you, do you have much fighting experience? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, fought a fair number of drunkards off. Drunkards? Yes. Okay, have you ever fought in, like, a big battles or anything? You're so strong. <laughs> You're gonna squeeze it as, like... Is yeah, he sure. wearing, like, nice armor, or is he in, like, leather, or... Is he uh, in, like, chain? Yeah, he, he's in, like, chain with, like, chain. bits of plate in okay, certain areas. Sure. Yeah, I would squeeze at his, you know, big pauldrons, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. Um, no, I've, I've not fought in any... Uh, Wars on the front or anything, thankfully. Just a, a city man. Oh, I'm very glad you haven't. I'm gonna, like, spank him ever so slightly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, here we are. Oh, uh, dear! I didn't even realize where the time had gone. Uh, if you'll give me the key and just wait outside. Yep. Uh, I'll hand him the key. About how much time has passed? Uh, it's only been, like, 15 minutes. Oh, well, I got time. Since you, 20 minutes since it's been cast. Oh, I've yeah. got plenty of time. I could go in with you. Uh, no. Like I said, I, I d- 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 despise ruffians. They just really don't butter my biscuit. Make <laughs> <laughs> good deception or intimidation check. Persuasion? God, sure, persuasion's fine. Shabam! 14! Right, I'm rolling just 10s and 11s good. all night. Uh, sure. Uh, do you have a weapon I could use? Uh, I've never fought anything, but this feels so invigorating. Uh, yeah, I've got a second short sword here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, take the short sword. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, well, come on then. All right. Well, you lead the way. I am still a little afraid. All right. Yeah. I'm so so the strong. Both guards walk in front of you. Walk up to the end of the tavern, walk up the hall to the room and click open the door and push it open. Swords brandished out and walk inside. Uh, yeah, is the is the room illuminated? It is not, because the person is not there because you took their key. <laughs> in the street looking for you. Good. Oh, just me and these two boys alone in the dark. Them in front of me. Hmm. So the room is dark. Do they do anything to attempt to illuminate it? Uh, yeah, the one has his lantern out. Okay, so what does the room look like? Uh, similar to the room that you guys were staying in before, there's one bed in the corner. Uh, there is a one window above the bed. There is a table and chair uh, on the one side uh, and a small dresser on the other. It's fairly bare. Um, it's messy. There's kind of like clothes strewn about. Oh, dear. This is... What if he's still out there hurting someone? He might be. Uh, I'm gonna swiftly drop to all fours and begin crawling and, like, very (laughs) exquisitely posed, high-cheeked, pouring through piles of clothes (laughs) to look for clues. Sure. (laughs) 
Uh, um, <laughs> we can... Well, aren't you going to search with me? Uh, sh- sure, yeah. There could be something suspicious or nefarious in here. I suppose so. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. One of them goes and, like, looks under the bed, and the other one kind of just, like, looking through the dresser. I'm going to attempt to discreetly pull out my crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> from the pile of clothes. Oh dear! Sure, make a Look at make this. a stealth check. Stealth. <laughs> Woohoo! Or sleight of hand. Jesus Christ, I'm rolling so low. A dirty one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you you go to like pull it out and you like clang it onto the ground and they they whip around. Oh dear! You. This was in one of the sleeves. Mm. What a terrible villain he must be to hide such a nefarious object in his sleeve. Uh, that's just a, a crowbar, ma'am. It's uh, A crowbar? Yes, it's used for opening, uh, like, boxes and things. Like other people's boxes? Uh, what nefarious suppose. villain <laughs> would open another person's box? Really making a case for this paladin tool. I suppose it I suppose it could be. Well, that sounds quite criminal. Yes. Did you find anything under the bed? Unfortunately not, just more clothing and... Did you look with the lantern? Yes. Good. All right. What about that closet over there? Uh, Point. uh, Sure. The closet that should be in the room. (laughs) Sure. He walks over and pulls open the wardrobe and starts going through things in there. Very good. What is the other one doing? (laughs) Uh, The other one is looking through the dresser. Very good. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm going to discreetly move towards the door and attempt to hip-check the door closed. If sure. there was anything uh, furniture-wise in the presence of the door, I would feign as though, like, if there's, like, a coat rack, I would feign like I'm sure. moving towards the coat rack and just quite clumsily yeah. knock the door closed. Sure. You do that. Good. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. Do they notice? <laughs> uh... Got big hips. <laughs> uh, one notices, the other doesn't. The one on the dresser kind of like turns around towards the door. Is there like a cloak or anything or like a hat on mm-hmm. the, the yeah. coat rack? We, we might have any strange things in his pockets. Uh, could be. It's okay to look? Yes. Thank you. We'll go through this man's pockets of this cloak here. Yeah, you don't find anything in the cloak pockets. I'm going to attempt to discreetly pull out one of my iron spikes from his pocket. Sure. Make a stealth check. Or sleight of hand. That's an at one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Eleven. Yep. He He's still searching through and you pull out that out. Oh, dear. Sharp and pointy. This does seem rather horrible, ma'am. I'm, I'm sorry. Are you sure you don't want to wait outside? I, I might. At this point, this is getting quite perilous. Yes. And I'm not very equipped with just this short sword. Yes. Uh, why don't you wait outside and, and we'll come down shortly. Oh, thank you both so, so much. It You're is, welcome. It's been a very exciting experience, but I do find myself just far too wet for this. Forgive me. <coughs> yes, I un- <laughs> understood. I'm, I'm very sorry. You sure you don't need any other assistance before I wait outside? Uh, no, we'll be all right. Thank you. Okay. Will you do, let me know what you find? Yes, of course. Uh, we'll do. Okay. Open the door and yep. step outside. Mm-hmm. What is in the hallway? Uh, not much. There's like a couple little tables along the windows with like a vase. 
So I have all my belongings. You do. <laughs> I'm going to pull out uh, my my little bell mm-hmm. and a, a small bit of string, and then I am going to like quickly tie it to this doorknob on the outside sure. to make like an alarm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Sure. And then, uh, as well, you said there's not really anything in the hallway. No. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take my blanket and a piece of chalk it's like wood flooring Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to kneel down next to like his door and I'm going to take the chalk and against the wood I'm just going to start drawing like I don't have a great idea of the outline of the city itself but like where we were in John Dar's office I'm going to draw, like, the alleyway where I indicated that he was. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would just make a big square. Sure. Put, like, a letter. Uh, he's the Duke of Commerce. Yep. So I would just write Commerce in the building and then put, like, a little X in the alleyway. Sure. Side, just with a little chalk. Sure. And then I'm going to just stand at the end of the hallway and pensively look towards the door for when they leave. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, all right. We'll cut back this to you guys. A monster, Sarah. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> body properly hidden. Body Door properly hidden. Open. Yep. Give it a moment. Listen to hear if anybody's coming from inside. Uh, you do not hear any sounds inside. Would I? Would I have an idea how to get to the office from here? Since I went in on a window different. Last yeah, time? you would know that it descends down, and that's about the level that the window okay. was. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I would. I would lead the way to the door, and when I got there, I would like pause. Like point at the door and just like do watches exist? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So is that a good signal for they, time? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah just try to, you know. Once everyone's ready, see if it's locked. Uh, yeah, you walk up to uh, to this door and tap your wrist, and you go for the door, and it is locked. Um, I can. What? Oh. Unless you want to. I can blast it open. That's what I did. Um, we probably shouldn't do that. Quietly. Yeah, I'll slide out of the way. Give it the old thieves tool. Yep, go for it. It's, uh... What do you want me rolling for thieves tools? Slide of hand? Isn't it like a... Or what is it? It's skill check with your proficiency. Check, yeah. Skill so check with proficiency, so yeah, 16. Uh, yeah, so you reach and grab your thieves tools and walk up to this door. And you put your ear to it as you close your eyes and kind of, uh, you all watch as, as Shay, just by the sound and the feeling, slowly works his way through the different aspects of this lock and you hear a loud click uh, and the door swings open. Uh, slowly. Yeah. I think we're good. Yeah, I would make sure there's not any obvious traps about sure. before I. Yeah, uh, make a perception check with disadvantage because there is no light currently. Uh, Eleven. Uh, yeah, you do not visually see any traps. I'll lead the way in. Sure. Yeah, you guys make your way into John Dar's office. Ran a very familiar sight. Uh, for you, where you had your dinner. Oh yeah, you went on a date. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> He's number one. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely number one. Uh, and obviously familiar to the two of you, having been in here before. Um, yeah, uh, I would... Describe it again, just so uh, visually everybody knows what it looks like. Sure. Um, you walk through this set of double doors, uh, lining the two side walls, other than the windows, are large bookshelves with uh, books and stacks of papers, fairly neatly organized um, in boxes and bins uh, that go all the way up to the ceiling. You can see that there is a symbol drawn on the ceiling in a kind of like raised up area. Uh, with unlit lanterns hanging down around it. Uh, you can see that there is a large mahogany desk sitting at the back, which would be the front window looking out into the uh, street with a large window behind it, uh, a large leather chair behind the desk, and two smaller uh, black leather chairs opposite the desk. I would, uh, I guess I'd approach one of the, um, the shelves and, uh, start looking for the, the information we were looking for. There's, sure. Uh, the guy's family and something else that I don't remember. Yeah, you guys were looking for, uh, information on Benjamin May's mother in Green Ridge, info about Green Ridge generally, and anything else that seems important. Yeah, it was just, like, stuff on anything he might be doing for, yep. um, Fivro. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd start rooting through some paperwork. And sure. Gesture toward anything that looked important. Sure. I'll Anyone else? Rooting through things. Sure. I don't know what I'm looking for, but I'm yeah. rooting. <laughs> Generally rooting through things. Yeah. It's just. Uh, Shay, Twig, and Ren, what are you guys up to? Uh, Ren had described his uh, his date in this room mm-hmm. and uh, and that ceiling symbol. Yes. Right, I'm going to skirt that. Sure. Don't have any idea what's going on with that, and I'm gonna go root through some paperwork. Uh, if there's like anything on the on the desk, I'd like to root through that. Sure. Keep an eye out for uh, I don't know, like if he. We're planning to attack him at some point, so I mm-hmm. guess I'd be looking to see like if it seemed like he had any communications outside the city for sure. like places that he might run to if he left if he felt like he was in danger. Sure. Twig? I'd start looking through like boxes, anything he had that could possibly hold stuff, you know, sure. like a drawer. Yeah, some of the larger like boxes yeah. and things like that. Sure. Absolutely. Ren? Uh <clears throat> I'd be perusing the uh the bookshelves to see if he's got any uh interesting magical text since he's uh for sure a caster. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, so if you got anything, you know, spicy? Yeah, sure. Uh, everybody make perception checks, please. I'm actually looking for a mirror. Okay, room. fair. Shay, what do you got? Eight. Mr. Pigeon. Nineteen. Twig. I also got a nineteen. Rin. Nine. And Dandelion. Ten. Okay. Um, Shay, you're searching through uh, the, like, desk area to try to find, um, as you kind of, like, skirt along the outsides uh, around this symbol on the ceiling and make your way behind the desk. Uh, You start kind of thumbing through stacks of papers on the desk, 
and there doesn't seem to be anything of interest on the desk. It looks like fairly standard, like order forms for different ales and things of that nature. Uh, things that you would expect, nothing that really stands out to you. Um, as you are kind of searching through some of the drawers and things, you do find uh, a locked drawer that you pick, and you find the drawer that uh, Mr. Pigeon had described with a symbol scrawled on the inside of it, along with uh, a container of uh, little seeds. Take all of the seeds out of the drawer. Sure. Scatter them on the floor. Oh, scatter them on the floor. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, is the symbol carved in, or is it just carved written? in? Yeah, it's carved in. Yeah, I'll just take a dagger. I'm like, Straight run a through dagger it. through it. Sure. I. Yeah, I'm gonna like carve, like a, like an ornate letter R, in the sure. middle of this symbol. Sure. Very good. Uh, Mr. Pigeon, you are searching on the shelves to try to find information um, about Benjamin's mother. Um, and I will say that you don't necessarily find that specifically, but you do find a book tucked between another book uh, that looks to be written in some sort of code that you're not 100% certain uh, what it is, but it is not written in common. It's not written in a, like a language. Um, it's different symbols and, and different random words and things like that, that okay. this appears to be hidden. Uh, so you're not certain what it is you found, uh, but this d obviously doesn't look like it belongs with the rest of these things. Okay, when I, I guess when I find that, I'll definitely take that. And uh, seeing that there might be stuff hidden, I will uh, start searching a lot less delicately since we're going to blow it up anyway. I just want to start pulling books off of the shelf and shaking them. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, Ren, you go through these books um, and you look for uh, magical books, books on casting and things like that. And oddly enough, you don't find any books that discuss magic in this office. There, are n There's nothing in here that discusses spellcasting or magic uh, of any kind, which strikes you as odd as somebody that is obviously a caster and very talented in magic. His place of business does not appear to mirror that in any way. There are, are no books of magic as you kind of like thumb down mr pigeon walks by and like is grabbing books off of the shelves that you've looked at and like shaking them and throwing them on the ground um you pick up a couple of them and thumb through them and they look like order forms and things like that but you weirdly don't find any books that have magic knowledge in them hmm. yeah right. um dandelion you were looking for mirrors mm -hmm. um uh you find uh, you don't find a mirror. You do find a small music box that you find this little box and you flick it open. And it's not wound currently, um, but you can see that there's a small gear at the back to wind it with a small little uh, twirling like ballerina uh, at the center of it. And inside are two small blue gems. I'm going to take the gems. Okay. I'm going to 
Yeah, you crank this up and you guys hear a twinkling sound come out from where Dandelion is standing. What did you find? A box. There's a lady in it. Small. Music box? Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, Twig, as you are thumbing through these larger containers um, to f- see what you might find in some of these boxes, you uh, find, like, bins of, like, different clothing and things piled in the one corner. Uh, you find uh, a few different, like, festival masks and things of that nature uh, in one of the chests. Um, there is a chess set in one of them with fairly ornate, like, animalistic figures, uh, which I'm assuming you're taking all of. Are you taking the chessboard or just the, all the figures? Yeah, I don't need the board. Okay, yeah, just all of the figures. <laughs> sure. So, however many pieces are in chess, you take that many. <laughs> I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. Um, 24? And as you're, like... two total. It's an 8 by 8 board. Two sets of 8 rows. So, 16 a pop. Yeah. Um, as you're, like, opening this chessboard and dumping the pieces into your bag, a small little black... Uh, journal, very, very tiny, tumbles out onto the ground and spills open. Open it. Yeah. Um, So you open this and you thumb through and uh, when you see this hit the ground and kind of bounces, Twig picks this up and starts thumbing through it. Uh, And you see what looks like descriptions of a relic that lives somewhere within the city of Greymoor. Um, sort of mirroring the description of the legend that you guys have been told about this supposed demon that lives uh, somewhere in the city that assaulted the city. Um, and you can see little scrawlings and information about um, like little journal entries about people that Uh, have been tortured for this information uh, subsequent days and weeks uh, over the course of several years uh, that this information has been collected and um, you glean little bits that mostly mirror the things that you guys know already Um, but one of the things that you see in here that is new to you is a what looks like a name scrawled at the back of the book on the very last page of all of these notes. Um, and it is the name Milana. And I can spell that for you. It's M-A-L-O-N-N-A. And there are several lines drawn under that. It's the only thing written on this back page. I'm going to take that drawer that has the mm-hmm. the symbol with the carving now through it. Um, I'm going to take that since we're intending to blow this office up. Sure. Sure. Is there like scraps of paper, anything to to write with about? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
Uh, I would just scrawl something down on a piece of paper. Sure. And uh, pocket it and carry this drawer around. Um, I want to go back to the door and keep an ear out to hear if anybody's picked up on. Sure. Uh, yeah, make a perception check. And Rin, make another perception check for me, if you would, as you're continuing to search these shelves. It's a 13. Uh. 13, okay. Yeah, that's going to be a 6. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so you, you look through more of these books, and you are convinced that there is no mention of magic in any of these books uh, to the point that it strikes you as odd that there is like nothing here like there are books on other topics uh, kind of scattered about in between most of these order forms but there is nothing regarding spells okay yeah uh, you don't hear anything okay um there, so you said like we came downstairs and there's like a landing mm-hmm. are we like this room is in like a hallway an upstairs hallway yes yeah you're on this is the whole second floor basically okay yeah, yeah. it's just like a landing so there's like yeah. stairwell down from yeah. the roof stairwell landing up, door into landing. this room and Correct. another stairwell down yep um does it look like there's lights on downstairs there's not there's you there not. you didn't see lights when you were walking up to the building either okay so just the guards outside. Yes. Um, hmm. uh, it's been so long since I purchased the dynamite. Mm-hmm. I wrote them down as Biggin <laughs> and <laughs> Sneaky. <laughs> and I right. recall what they do. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall... Who is in possession of them? I believe I gave the big one to Rin. I think so. I don't recall if I kept the sneaky one or if I gave it to him also. I think you. Uh, I think you gave me one. Yeah, I think, I, think kept I kept the, other. the sneaky one. Yes. Um. Yeah, you kept the one that would like I think eat the rubble or something. Yeah, the one that'll that'll create a breach hole and. Yeah clean up after itself yes uh-huh that's the one i kept yep um and i gave him the one that'll Magic level an entire <laughs> floor of a building yes provided that's correct that there's not somebody within 10 feet of it correct uh-huh um i guess uh i'm gonna f- find the young master and uh we should get that dynamite ready preferably the one that we uh, acquired from the the night market. Right, right, right. I'll start rummaging. Mm-hmm. Rummaging through my bag of holding. I'll pull out the wrong dynamite. Oh, the other one. <laughs> I'll pull out the, the big one. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to go downstairs and get us a way out that isn't the front door. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, have that thing ready. Will do. Uh, we should hurry. Yeah. Go downstairs and find a wall that faces the alley that we know didn't have a guard in it. Sure. Uh, I would I would like... grab Twig or Mr. Pigeon, one one of you. Okay. Before you follow Shay. 
I'd start shoving the clothes that I found in my bag. <laughs> sure. Like the mask, I'm gonna put one on. Okay. Hand one to Mr. Pigeon, and then I'll follow. Okay. Yeah. So you you pull out this like um, mask that covers the upper part of your face and kind of like crescents down over part of your mouth, uh, almost shaped like a like a like a rabbit a little bit, but it only it covers both of your eyes and then like half of your mouth, mm-hmm. so it's like real weird. Yeah, it's real fucked. Oh, As are all sure, of the masks. I'll, I'll put on the other one. Yeah, whatever sure. I was handed. Sure. Uh, yours, weirdly enough, is a clown mask. It's very strange. Great. Yeah. <laughs> clown and a clown. Yeah. I like it. Uh, try yeah. to find a point far enough back against the wall that I believe would go into out into the alley that it wouldn't be creating this hole right at the mouth sure. of the alley. Yeah, yeah, understood. Yeah, you get behind one of the desks against the far wall and Twig runs down the stairs uh, and is behind you. I think this spot should do. Um, did he say that this thing would be loud and just clean up after itself? I think that one was not loud. Not loud. Yeah, I think that one was quiet and would clean up after itself. It's basically just to make a hole. It doesn't... Mm-hmm. But as long as this wall doesn't appear to be, this section of wall doesn't appear to be necessarily structural to the building. Uh, Yeah, you can see where the beams are because this is... Is it load-bearing? Yeah, the the area that you would section it in does not appear to be load-bearing. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right, back up, back up. I'm going to set off the sneaky end. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, uh, you put it down against the far wall and you light it and back up. Uh, and the two of you watch as this wick kind of counts down slightly and with a small puff of, uh, a light puff of blue smoke and a little, like, very small clown horn sound, the wall just, like, pops and silences itself as the rubble falls down and you watch as it blinks three times and then all of the rubble gets sucked into the dynamite and it itself kind of sucked into this little void and it disappears. You now have a yeah, <laughs> little square. I love the thought of the rubble getting sucked through the clown door. <laughs> yeah, that is that is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It, clown out and then clown in. Yep. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Very good. Uh yeah, and it it's that you now really have an, an escape hole. <laughs> we have to just carry that at all times. <laughs> we should Fun. get more of those. <laughs> we have to get a lot more of that. <laughs> well, hell, I, I know a guy. <laughs> Very lawful. Yeah. Yeah. Kidding me? Clean up after yourself. I do. All right. Go tell the others we're ready. We should probably just take out the whole office. Pull out the stick back. Make sure Ren uses the special one. Okay. And I'll run up. Yep. Do you run upstairs and tell your friends it's time to go? Yeah, sensing the urgency, I just try to knock the last few books down really quick. And yep. Shake everything I can out. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna look up towards where the uh, you said the lanterns, and there are there runes carved, or that was that only happened when he activated them, right? Uh, right. Yes, there. Yes, that only happened when he. Uh, when he had activated, oh, yes, I had to detect magic on. Yes, that's right. Oh, you okay. had, to, yeah, you okay. had to detect magic on. You're right. Okay, yeah. There's nothing okay. carved in the ceiling, but you remembered that he told you there was something on the ceiling. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing on the ceiling visually. So I'll take out the the big one. Yep. And I'll I'll hand it to Twig and ask, can you can you 
put that up there, that weird divot area. Oh, use my spider shoes. Yep. <laughs> how how tall is the ceiling? Fifteen feet. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. It'll be far enough away from any of the humans. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll use my spider shoes and. Yeah, so you walk up the wall, walk across the ceiling, and you, like, take a, a little nick of your dagger and stab it into the ceiling to make a little divot. And you take this, like, fairly long wick on this dynamite and just jam it into the top of the ceiling uh, and hang it swinging in the center of the room. Thank you very much. And does it have a decent sized wick on it, or is it like a like it, held? It does, yeah. It's it's long enough that it's like kind of hanging where the lanterns descend down to, about uh, like six or eight feet off of the ground. It's like halfway into the room, basically. Just look at Mister Pigeon and pull out another bundle for good measure. Uh, <laughs> like in the center, like where his desk is. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You eat another bundle of dynamite into there, and. Uh, all right, everybody out. <laughs> yep. Will, yep. Exit this way, please. Uh, who is lighting the dynamite, and how are you lighting it? Uh, I, I I'll light it. Sure. <laughs> Once everybody's out, I'll light it with prestidigitation. Yeah. You you look up as everybody descends down the stairs, and you look to the point where Twig has stabbed into the ceiling, and you snap your fingers, and that wick lights, and uh, the outside portion of this like steel cable that runs up into the ceiling begins to burn slowly towards this large bomb that you have in the center of the room. And then I'm going to cast it again on the one on the floor. Yep. And then I'm going to jet and I'm going to make sure I got my night goggles on and run out, follow them outside. Yeah, yeah. I would I'd fan them out this uh, perfect wall hole. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I think we're probably far enough back in the in mm -hmm. the building I'm just going to set this drawer down right here in the hole. I'm going to set this note in this drawer. Yep. And the note says, I'll be seeing you soon. With Very a, good. Big R, he with, said. With some sort of signature on it. Very Ooh. good. And a carving in the door. Very good. In the drawer. Yeah, you set that down in, the, in this hole. Uh, where are you guys going now that this is about to explode? I am there a, standing is there a back exit to that. Uh, no, this is against the the wall. So yeah, at the front. Yep. Yeah. So if we're, if we're by the front, then. Yeah, you'd have to s sneak back across the alley. Should we go on the roofs? No time. I still have Pass Without Trace up. Mm -hmm. So I'll just like huddle everyone yeah, toward me and sneak. Get toward the front of the alley. Yep. Wait you for can... it to go off when the commotion starts. Get moving. Yep, not a lot. Cool. Very good. While this is happening, we'll cut back to Marcus. So during this time, uh -huh. <laughs> while they've been in the room together searching, uh, I would like to uh, make my way back down to the, the bar mm -hmm. and purchase uh, three large tankards of delicious ales. Of course, of course. Uh, for however much currency it requires. Yeah. Good. <laughs> and then I would... Uh, Make my way back up the stairs. Have I heard my bell ring? <laughs> uh, as you're walking back up the stairs, you hear the bell ring, yeah. Is that right. a euphemism? Right. <laughs> uh, so as I reach the landing to the floor, I would uh, attempt to, as 
performatively as possible once mm-hmm. again, stumble ever so slightly off yeah. that top step into the landing and just splash beer all over my front. <laughs> just, oh dear! Oh my god, uh, are you alright? Oh, yes, I'm so sorry. I got these as a thank you for all the hard work you've done. It's quite alright. Uh, as long as you're okay, uh, yes. they go to help you up. Yes, thank you so much. You're both such strong, strong, good-willed men. Uh, yeah, yes, th- thank you. Of course, I promised I would buy you something for for your assistance, and I would really like to have a drink with the two of you. Uh, sure. Uh, as long as it's quick, we do have to get back to our post. Oh, yes, as I said, it, it could be quick. Sure. Uh, we'll start walking back towards the room, not back downstairs. And then just, like, look at each other. Follow <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Lead them back into this room, and mm-hmm. as we are at the area of the room, I would pause and then just suddenly look down at the chalk markings. Oh, dear! What are these? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I can barely see. Forgive me. It looks like a, a drawing of the alleyway. The alleyway? Yeah, across from, from where you were. Where he accosted me. Yes. Like he hunts there like some kind of nefarious <laughs> villain. That's, that is what it appears to be, yes. Strange that he would mark his path such. That is very odd. I mean, he doesn't seem very smart. No, it seems he's quite the fool. Yes. It'd be very easy for us to catch him, I'm sure. I think so, yes. Well, uh, we'll please. We'll take care of it, like I said. Thank you. We'll step inside the room and turn and sit at the f- edge of the bed and mm-hmm. just dangle my long legs. <laughs> I don't think you can dangle your legs. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Drag them back. Just like on the wood. Dropping the floor with your feet. Uh-huh. Uh, I, but yeah, you, you I would that. rest one ale in between my legs and hold the others out towards them. Sure. Uh, thanks. As they would step towards me for the ales, I would pull them back and sly as fuck go, oh no, these two are mine. That one's for you. <laughs> Bam! Yeah. Uh, yeah, the one reaches down and picks it up. And just down no the no performance check because you flustered Don. Yeah. <laughs> it just grabs it, downs the whole thing, and slams it onto the nightstand. <clears throat> I would hand the one to the other. Yeah, and he just kind of nervously. <laughs> Drinks it and puts it on the nightstand. Drink mine. Oh, you never... Look at the man whose name I don't know. You never told me your name. Uh, Richard. Dick, all right. (laughs) 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 To the point. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Prophetic. How how forward of you. I didn't think you'd ever ask. Uh... It's just, just Richard. Just Richard? Yeah. Well, that's all right. You didn't close the door. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. He turns and shuts the door. Do they have their lantern on? Uh, yeah. Is one of them holding it, or would they have set the lantern down? They would have set it down on the nightstand. I would stand and move over towards the lantern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, I mean, <laughs> is it like a small flame inside the lantern? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm just going to lick my fingers and then make eye contact and extinguish the lantern after I open the little door. Do either of them say or do anything to halt me from doing this? Nope. 
they just kind of. <laughs> well, the bed is there. Okay. Do they move towards the bed as I am doing this? Uh yeah. They start to take their armor off. <laughs> and this is when we compel the duel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> Listen, you guys had a plan. I had a plan. <laughs> so, as I extinguish the lantern, and they both step into the... Well, start to take their yeah. armor off and uh, move over towards the bed, uh, I am going to turn to face them so this way my door, or the door is like right at my back. Yep. And put one hand behind my back so this way I hold the latch of the door. Sure. Uh, and I'm going to channel divinity. Yep. I'm going to use my conquering presence <laughs> okay. to frighten these men. <laughs> okay. In the dark. Yeah. Just suddenly change my voice. Not to like masculine, but... Yeah. You fools. You have fallen <laughs> victim to Victoria, queen of the dead. <laughs> And use conquering presence, so they need to make wisdom saves. I'm sure this will go well. Uh, 15 and 17. Fucking shit! Well, neither of them are afraid of me, I guess. Which is unfortunate. I'm gonna give them disadvantage. It's dark. That's up to you. Uh, 12 and 10. Pog, they both fail. <laughs> Flip that script immediately. <laughs> Woo! All right. Best use of this I've ever had in game. Uh, so now they can't move towards me. Yep. Do they make any noise when I say this or say anything or, like, stutter or anything? Uh, they just kind of, like, catch their breath as you do that of, like, they go to say something and then stop yeah. as, like... The, the smoke from the candle from in, from in the lantern just kind of like wisps through the air. They mm -hmm. really can't see a whole lot mm -hmm. other than like glowing eyes against the fucking door. Uh, and they just like what, what are you? I am a beast that will claim your souls! <laughs> and I'm gonna pull the door slightly open behind me <laughs> uh, and I'm going to 100% cast Thunderous Smite. Sure. <laughs> on, I, I, I can't actually do it on my hand, so I will pull out some blunt object sure. that is small and discreet behind yep. me after I like slightly open the door ajar, and I would punch at the, the wall to my side, not the door. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this way... I deal damage to the wall, but I have the echoing thunderous sure. boom that goes out for 300 feet, attempting to, as best as I can, like, deafen and intimidate these men even further. Sure. Uh, yeah, as you do that, the one just, oh god, oh fuck, I knew this was gonna happen. As soon as I see him, like, look down and start to cover his eyes, I'm gonna swiftly step out into the hallway and close the door. <laughs> And then I'm going to take a lock and key from my pockets <laughs> and latch the door. Yeah. And then I'm going to scurry away swiftly. Paladin <laughs> 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 <Damn it and laughs> shit! <laughs> you just hear, God, God, fuck, 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 fuck. I knew I shouldn't have done this as you're like rushing down the hallway. Mm -hmm. uh, I would pause at the end of the hallway, kind of like 
smirk gleefully, run back to the door, lean down to just the mm-hmm. area at the base of the door, and just whisper underneath, you were the ruffians all along. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then run away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you rush downstairs really and out love into from the, the night. Clown. Uh, and where are you heading? Uh, I mean, I imagine probably like thirty or so minutes has passed at this yeah. point. Yeah, I'm gonna run back towards our glorious hiding spot because I can't get seen. Sure. I did my duty by distracting two guards. Yep. You're heading back to the tavern? Correct. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as you're making your way to the tavern, you open the door and you hear an explosion from the other side of the city. That's good. <laughs> you make your way in and yep, downstairs. Right. Yeah, and I would just go to Scarlet and ask yep. her to like conclude the disguise and for me. she does. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Uh, all right. You guys are uh, <sighs> standing there as... You wait for this explosion to go off, and you hear this cacophonous sound as the windows blast out, and immediately the walls slowly buckle inward before rocketing debris out into the buildings on either side of you as flames just cascade out. The roof is blown off. Uh, of this second floor of this building, and you guys oh, bolt God. across the street to the other alleyway as you watch as this entire building just collapses on itself into a heap of rubble. Moving, boogie in. I just can't look away. <laughs> yeah, you, you're you're back jogging as you're as you're getting across the street. Boogie across I, the street. Make sure that we're not followed, but then play it cool. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a block. Yeah, like, yep. like, why, like people passing by, like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah. When we when we get in the alley, just for a split second, just just a split. I do the Django pose. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and you watch as guards rush out of every alleyway and uh, out of the keep gate towards this explosion as you guys uh, slowly dip back into the night towards. Crowds of people. Uh, yeah, there are people beginning funneling to gather. Out of, yeah, you can see that there are like nobility and nobles funneling out of some of the nicer taverns here in the Sovereign District and rushing towards this sound and and very bright flaming heap that you guys have left in your wake. Just you know, blend in a little bit. Yeah, and uh, make sure this one's still hidden. Yep. <laughs> Anybody uh, doing anything before you guys make your way back to the tavern? I guess I would take oh. off my masquerade mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, when we're in the alley. Uh, sure. Grab fond of it. <laughs> Weird. Take off sure. the first clown mask. <laughs> Reveal the other clown mask. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys make your way um, back to the tavern and you... Uh, head downstairs, and you just like sitting at the table. I would be sitting at the table with my feet up, a big bowl of soup in my hands. Yep. Just... Yep. Marcus is doing that as you guys walk in. How was your adventure? Ah, good God! I get why you do it. So much fun. You should have seen the dynamite. Maybe someday I will. I open the door. That's good. Mm-hmm. Was it locked? Yes. You sure? I checked. Oh, all right, good. That's good. It's very efficient. She's learning. Yes. As I said, you're learning from the herbalist, and I'm learning from the clown. 
Did you check for secret drawers? No! What? That was the whole thing that you loved to do. We were in a hurry. Well, that, well that's true. Of course. It's all I found right. these, though. I pull out the two blue gems. How, how large are these things? They're really small. Okay. Like ring size or? Uh, a little bigger than ring size. A little bigger. Yeah. Well, where did you find those? They were in a, in a box with a lady in it. A woman was in a box? Yeah. Did you set her free? Is she all right? It was a music Where box, is she? Marcus. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Uh, did you take the music box or just the gems? How big was the box? Uh, about that big. <clears throat> no, I didn't. It was, it was too big. Did you listen to the music? Yes. Was it pretty? Was it? It was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I meant Just, to ask when we were doing it, but yeah, then we it moved was, on it was really very, quickly. Like, so. Do you know the song? Are you familiar with it? Make a history check. Intensely. Like the song of your people. Seven. Oh. Seven. Like the song of other people. Um, <laughs> Someone someone else's people. Some people. It like... Scratches a part of your brain oh. where it, 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 it's like what? extremely, like vaguely familiar, but you don't know why or where you would have possibly heard that. Like it's just—it's not even that like you know what it is. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like you just get like a almost like deja vu. You get like a like a little just twinge in your mind, uh, having heard that, but you can't place where you would have possibly heard it. No. Oh, alright, good. I'm glad we didn't miss any clues. Did you all find other interesting things besides the two curious gems? Go ahead and pull a little book out of my sleeve and pass it off to everybody. Open and look at the interesting contents of said book. Uh, yeah, so you, you look through and it appears to be a jumble of symbols and random words and things that do not mean anything to you. I'm not one for strange languages. I'll just put it back out on the table. Anyone else find other things of interest? I pull my little chess pieces out. But I go through them like one by one. Yep. <laughs> That's a cool one. And this one. I like that I like one that too. As well. And this one. That one's even better. <laughs> and, that. Yeah. and then do the clothes. Yep. And I'll be like, and I found this tiny little book thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. These John Dark's clothes. <laughs> they're like different sets of clothing. <laughs> they're like uh for like various sizes of like people. Like it doesn't look like he could wear all of these. Does it look like anything that he does wear. I've seen him uh, once, one time during a parade. Nothing that he would have worn, no. They're all just different sized things. There are things that are his size, but nothing you've seen him wear specifically. Uh, I'm going to cast Detect Magic and kind of look at everything that everyone's put on the table. Cursed the chess pieces. Cursed <laughs> chess pieces. Sure. Yes! Uh, <laughs> he said sure! <laughs> Just the one pawn for some reason. Whoever yeah, loses like, the chess game dies. <laughs> the whoever, queen of the damned. Victoria loses. 
got to look up the stats on cursed chess pieces. Mm-hmm. It's a mimic. <laughs> what was? Did it's we find out what was in the small book? <laughs> that would be horrifying, uh, right? And I'll play. Ow. And some stuff about the little demon guy. Mm. Um, I guess I would see if I could right, read right, the book. Right, right. Yeah, the one in like Cursed Marcus seems like he couldn't. Yeah, it's not druidic, right? <laughs> It is not in Druidic. Well, then no. It's a Druidic code. <laughs> Ooh, thank God. All right, I'm good. <laughs> druidic thieves can't. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the pieces, uh, Rin, the, uh, the White King, you get divination magic from. The rest of the pieces do not give off any aura. Also, these are wood... Uh, they're like, uh, like a marble. Okay. Yeah, like a, a uh, not marble because it's it's black and and white pieces, but it, like a, a, like a stone. Some very smooth, shimmery stone. Okay. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll pick it up and kind of uh, look at it for a little bit. Sure. Have a nice look over, you know. Yeah. Um, make me an arcane check, or arcana check rather. And I'll give you advantage because you've detected magic. Oh boy. Uh, that is 15. Okay. Um, so you can see that there are uh, runes uh, scribed around the base of the head of this uh, king and runes on the upper portion of the head and the head appears to twist slightly so that way you can line up the runes in a specific combination you would assume. Play with the head. Line it up. Yeah. Trust, uh, trust the head. Trust the head. Trust me, Paul. <laughs> you twist this head of this king and get to where you feel like these symbols should be lined up. And, uh, Rin, you watch as on the other side of this tavern, 30 feet away from you, uh, no one else sees anything happen. But, Rin, you see a small little spectral eye uh, float up from behind one of the tables um, and you despite being in front of your friends and looking at all of them you can also see from over there looking at all of you at the same time and it's extremely like headache and trippy <laughs> because you can see from two different perspectives at once and it doesn't oh, make sense so I, would, I would close my eyes then yeah Close my eyes. So, I, would I still see through the floating eye? Yes. Can I move? Uh, yeah, so you think to move the eye, and you move the eye towards you in left and right. Okay. And it moves as you think this. Hmm. Oof. I'll, uh, I'll open my eyes, and, uh... Actually, no, I won't open my eyes. I'll use the floating eye to look down at myself with the piece in my hand and then twist the twist the head and break the rune pattern. Yeah, you break the rune pattern and the eye... And you can't see anymore. Oh. All right. I'm just going to kind of, like, try to refocus my eyes, you know? I don't know. It's weird. Like, rub my head a little bit. Mm. What did it do? 
I'll hand it to Dandelion, and I'll I'll take your hand and show you to turn it. Yeah, you you twist this uh, into position in your <clears throat> hand, and nothing happens. It moves. Do the runes look lined up? It does. So a- after you deactivated this, I will tell you that the divination magic appears uh, faint. Still there, but uh, as if it's been drained. Gotcha. Okay. I think I, I, I used it up. It might work again later. It gave me a, well, a third eye. Floating eye. I only what? I only saw two eyes. Did you see a third so, eye on Rin? Nope. No, the young master still had the same amount of eyes he normally has. Mm-hmm. There was an, an additional eye. This grants uh, additional sight, I should say. Does that make sense? Oh, like how Shimmer works. Right, yes. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, and you could see through it? Uh, yes. At the same time, I could see through my eyes, which... Oh, I can't do that. Uh, Sounds uncomfortable, actually. Mm-hmm. It's very uncomfortable. I don't like it at all. What? I think I'm gonna stay in my lane. I'm gonna look at this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you thumb through this book, and you are able to translate this uh, like code Uh, and you see that this book contains information about what is going on in uh, Green Ridge Um, you find that uh, Benjamin May's father has been killed Um, that his mother has been like blackmailed into essentially running her husband's business of this mine um, and is being watched Uh, you see notes that they have not yet found anything in the mine but there is a passage of interest that they will be investigating soon Uh, that's the latest entry that is in there Um, there's other information about where different ores are being shipped around to various parts of the kingdom to be used for things across the sea, uh, as well as for different weaponries. Um, But the item that they were searching for has not yet been found. Uh, Does the sort of things that are being done sound like the sort of things I would expect this sort of uh, political maneuvering Mm -hmm. uh, for personal gain tracks yeah it it tracks the part about something being looked for in the mine despite them talking about all of these ores and things that are all you know fairly valuable uh, this other thing that they're looking for you're not certain what it could be Uh, Based on what's written. Based on what's written. Um, But given that 
this is now the second occurrence of somewhere being taken over to search for a specific item or certain things first in Southport with the trawlers and now in Greenridge with having taken over the mine sure. uh, and what you know about there being supposedly a relic in Greymoor this is now the third instance of having heard of people doing fairly nefarious things to find something that is buried somewhere or hidden away or rumored to exist uh based on how this was written would i assume that this was uh john dark's writing yes um does there seem to be any indication about uh there had been some indication uh that perhaps he was uh functioning on his own uh and not under the direction of somebody else does there seem to be any indication in the way he's writing about it sure uh as to if he is taking orders or if he's uh giving orders without any direction from above sure um the way that this is written seems like uh he is doing this on his own accord it doesn't seem like there is uh it's not written in the, in a way that would seem like this is a command given to him sure um Is there any indication of who uh, who performed the assassination and who uh, performed the blackmail? Uh, yes, you see a name written, uh, Jasper Cole. Uh, do I recognize this name from anywhere? Uh, you do not. Okay. Um, any names that I do recognize in any of this writing? Uh, yes, which I'll message you about. Okay. Um, depending on what those names are, I would relay at least <clears throat> the stuff that you've said out loud. Yeah. And I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. I'd relay the other piece of yep. it. Yep. Hmm. Poor Benjamin. I think it's probably best not to tell him yet until all things are settled. Possibly. Could motivate him to do it, but it could also uh, give him a bit too much fervor or passion to do so before we are ready. Perhaps we tell him when it begins. Uh, uh, we could check with Emmerich? Yes. Certainly. He knows Benjamin better. Yes. He might know if it is best to tell him up front or to wait. Yes, I agree. Well, no luck with your mirror. No, I don't think it's here. Alright. The city is pretty big and I haven't checked all the secret hiding spots. But it hasn't been in any of the ones that I have checked. Uh, as a person that had a military father, would my father have taught me how to play chess? Yeah. Do you know how to play this game? 
these your first time seeing pieces like this? Did it have a, a, a checkered board? It was, yeah, it was on a piece of thing. You didn't, oh. you didn't take the piece of thing? Oh. I only wanted these. Okay. It was boring, you know? Yeah. Flat. Sure. All right. Well, that's okay. Do you know what these are called? Individually? You said they were animals? Yeah. Okay. Like, all the pawns being one type of animal, I'm imagining? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, each piece is a different animal. animal. It's not even necessarily an animal. They're just, like, animalistic. It's, like, half humanoid, half So, animal. like, shifters? Yeah, kind okay. of. Okay. Yeah. So, like, more, like, anthropic. Okay. Yes. Sure. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would take and hold up one of the pieces that I would assume would be, like the knight <laughs> yeah uh the, this one is the knight why well your pieces are a bit different in how they're appearing in regular chess pieces the knight is riding a horse and then i would pick up the one that would be the bishop and again Whatever animal it is, or bestial man it is. Mm-hmm. Bishop? Why? <laughs> Traditionally, it is the, the spire <laughs> oh, on a cathedral or a castle, comparable to what a bishop's hat would look like. What's a bishop? What's a bishop? Mm-hmm. A bishop is one of the... Uh, uh, you remember the, the church that we were in where you all were looking for me? Mm-hmm. Bishop is one of the higher-ranking people that uh, preaches for the faith. Your people had faith, right? Oh dear. We only had the queen. That's true. I'll pick up the queen when you say that. This is the queen. She is the most powerful figure on the board. As is fitting. Yes. And then I would pick up the king. And this is the king. Ironically, one of the weakest pieces on the board. And I think that we will also hopefully find that to be true here as well. Is there a Duke of Commerce in this game? (laughs) Unfortunately not. Oh, good. Well, there's not a Duke of Commerce office anymore, so... Oh. (laughs) The dynamite was very successful? Sure was. (laughs) (laughs) You really should join us next time. Uh, I mean, absolutely. I was having my own sense of fun, but wouldn't believe the the sneaky dynamite that this man sold me. In, in what way? It's silent. Cleans up after itself. Perfect yes. breach hole for an exit. I was going to say it sounds like a wonderful lover. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like a wonderful paladin tool. Ooh, yes, absolutely. And I am coincidentally short of a few paladin tools after this evening. Perhaps <laughs> we should I'm go to, to the night market. I'm going to uh, really need a new crowbar. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> going to really need a new crowbar. <laughs> What'd you do with your crowbar? Ah, uh, well, you know, the guards needed a suitable distraction, and, you know, one thing came to another. Not sure I follow. <laughs> well. I don't, uh, I don't think he needs to elaborate. Uh, a crowbar, I would really prefer if he A did. crowbar, a bell, a lock, and an iron spike, and I had a wonderful evening. <laughs>
Gonna sip my soup. Did Marcus give me a crowbar? Ah, uh, he had two. Yep. I'll pull out my crowbar, which is small. Wonderful. Here you go. <laughs> I shall break into many doors with this. Should be able Does to get some small? good leverage with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Leverage. Really stay needed. small. Okay. It's better than no crowbar. Absolutely. We'll pocket that. Well, uh. Should you all, by chance, hear any rumors of uh, some demonic woman named Victoria, Queen of the Damned, please let me know. I would really delight in hearing any stories. Beautiful. <laughs> local legend? You could say, indeed, she is a local legend at this point. <laughs> at least I oh hope my so. God. From that point of view, you say that, run away, and then there's a loud explosion. Yes! <laughs> Any chance she'll serve as a good alibi? Oh, uh, I should hope, uh, in case we ever uh, come under that need again. But now I at least know how to do it, and I feel quite practiced. <laughs> Only really took a couple a of ales. A multi-talented man, Marcus. Yes, paladin. <laughs> yes, a multi-talented man. Conveniently, as well, now confirmed immune to disease. <laughs> Benjamin is also an inspiration to me. <laughs> Whew. Didn't think I'd be hearing that this evening. I'm exhausted. <laughs> uh, Marcus, can you make a perception check for me? For sure. Do. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, do I still have tits or something? No, 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 no. It was for, it was for when you were fiddling with the chess. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> My evening's been ruined, Dom. <laughs> I'm going to be frank. <laughs> oh, well. Whew. Another, another successful holy mission, everyone. Well done. Stop <laughs> I see what you mean by that. <laughs> we did put a hole in the wall. Yeah. Exactly. And then we destroyed the wall. Exactly. A holy mission. Does the hole stay there if the wall is gone? No. The hole needs something surrounding it to remain a hole. You see, it's kind of like a hand. Ah, Marcus, that reminds me. Oh, yes. Dandelion, it's time for me to teach you the arsonist's handshake. <gasps> <laughs> You're growing up, Dandelion. You've committed arson. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> Holy arson. <laughs> I was thinking of it more as a toppling a power structure. Ooh, a sacred flame. Mm -hmm. I think it exploded. A sacred explosion. It did do that. <laughs> and then it toppled. That's true. And now it's not there anymore. Now you should learn the handshake. Young master, please. All right, push your fist out. And then punch my fist with your fist. Okay. Bump. And then... Slowly retract it like an explosion. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is what I want out of my D&D sessions. Very good. It's very good. Someday I will perhaps teach you the handshake that I learned this evening. The, the handshake of... Victoria, Queen of the Damned. Victoria, Queen of the Damned, <laughs> yes. Um, specifically and uniquely that. But it's a, 
very mature handshake. And I think you're still on your way. Okay. It'll also depend upon how many guards we need to deceive and, you know, lure away to a confined space and then contain them in it, but... I'm pretty good at doing that already. That's good. <laughs> then it'll come to you quite mm -hmm. naturally. Hmm. Young Master, would you like to learn? I'm sorry? Well, I mean, you're a, you know, handsome and convincing young gentleman. Capable, sure. capable of some magical things I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Try to understand. <laughs> sure, Marcus. <laughs> well, gonna just earmuff Daniel <laughs> as best as I can with my large hands. Dandelion is uh, has used. Has the chess pieces. Yep. And has used, um... <laughs> Victoria's secret edge. Uh, really silent good. image to make a chess board. <laughs> mm -hmm. And is playing chess mm -hmm. with herself. Sure. So, moving one piece and yeah. going to the other side. Mm -hmm. Moving the other moving piece. Moving the other piece. Very good. Um, mm -hmm. She's losing on both ends. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. Um, right? I'm, I'm enthralled. <laughs> <laughs> Your passive would have caught this thing rather than had, have had you made an investigation check because you weren't looking for anything. Sure, yeah. Uh, you would have seen as you were grabbing the pieces on one of the pawns, uh -huh. the initials MS scrawled on the bottom. Oh, Paul. <laughs> Weird that you would have lycanthropic chest <laughs> instead of official. Check my teeth. <laughs> Oh no, it was only a partial Pac-Man move. <laughs> well, that's a strange thing. I'm going to like, observe this quite intently. Mm -hmm. uh, forgive me, young master. I've become quite distracted. I'll explain the art of sex to you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at this really intently. <laughs> yeah. Um, this scrawling looks like very refined mm -hmm. and newer. Mm hmm cats. Doing cat things. Right? Get ready to blow up the top floor. <laughs> so, on the bottom, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm gonna utilize divine sense, even though that I, I'm aware that this is not at all a, sure. a creature. Sure. At least I assume so. <laughs> <laughs> but, is this thing by chance affected by the hallow spell? <laughs> it is. Good. Good, 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 good. I'm going to, uh, with a, a slow sense of curiosity and reverence, like, only this figure has the MS on it, correct? Correct. Yeah, I mean, and there's nothing else in it that is identifiable in terms of like coloration that would stand out to any of the other pawns no um you do on one of the other pawns see the initials bm barry manilow yeah <laughs> weirdly <laughs> <Bowel movement>. yeah. <laughs> i shit myself <laughs>
a pawn of the opposite side for for BM compared to MS. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that makes more sense. All right. <laughs> yep. It is Barry Manilow. It's Barry Manilow. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> My dad fucked Barry Manilow. <laughs> TMTM. <laughs> it's do a game. You, do, you, do you show anybody else the... Uh... Uh, yeah, when I notice that there is another pawn that bars an engraving on, like, the bottom of it, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I would absolutely, like, display them, and, um, it seems for, that my father must have, at some point, possessed this during his time while he was still here in the city. Uh, which one has which? What, which color has which initials? Uh, the white has MS. The black has BM. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Well, uh, if it was your father's, he was a. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll hand you the the king. Was, mm-hmm. I guess he was a cheater. <laughs> oh, that tracks, young master. <laughs> yeah? Shaw always wins. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Good for you, Pop. Good for you. Well, I'm glad they're with you now. I know you will cherish and care for them, and I pray you give each one of them a very unique and identifiable name, and you may treat them as your tiny friends. His name is Chad. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> just like a single tear. Such he'd, a beautiful name. He'd be so proud to know that you knew his middle name. Marcus Chad Shaw. As I am the fourth Chad in the line. Pop. Uh, you always struck me as a Chad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do my best. It is hard sometimes to be such a Chad. Thank you. I feel it's okay. So it's sweet. okay. You all are family to me. Thank you. I'm just gonna like. Kind of, what the fuck is going on? Are you okay? Oh, it's, it's just a powerful memory. Yeah. That's canon now, right? I can oh, yeah, my 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, as you guys are doing this, you watch as Dandelion plays chess with herself with an illusioned board and is somehow losing on both sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you even know how the pieces uniquely move, Dandelion? Or are you just, like, slapping them around? Right. Would Oberon have played chess? Uh, I think yeah. I mean Ron. Chess? Is that a question? <laughs> he is a FIDE rated 2700 Grandmaster Ron. I feel like I would have played chess with Oberon. Yeah. And you're losing with both sides? <laughs> well, Ron was very good. <laughs> Absolutely. My opponent is very tricky. Uh, so I de- I detect magic up. This is for sure an illusion, right? Yes. She's not like okay. I just want to make sure she's not playing chess with like someone in another dimension. That's Someone's why I defy no, I'm, I'm, I'm on this side of the ta- of the board, and then <laughs> flying over to the other side, and like sitting there and thinking for a while, and moving a piece, and then flying back. 
to the other oh, side. Do you, do you mind if I play with the other side? Can I finish this game? Sure. I'll <laughs> play you in the next one. <laughs> I'll finish my game. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no pieces left on the board. They're all gone. Oh. How did she do that? <laughs> I fear her power grows. <laughs> That's all right. And I'll set them back up. Hmm. Well. Do you want to teach Twig how to play? No, Twig does not care for the game. She understands the importance of the pieces as living creatures. <laughs> that. <laughs> what Chad said. <laughs> Would you like to play? Yeah. I'll play chess with Marcus. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm -hmm. Is everybody okay going over uh, like max 15 minutes? I have a spot that I want to end at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you guys play chess uh, for, rest for, for a bit evening. and then rest for the evening. Yeah. Anything anybody else wants to do before bed? I'd like to point out that Marcus's initials are MCS. Which is dangerously close to CMS. Is <laughs> <laughs> Christian my dad? <laughs> that shit was so good. It was really good. I think a glorious long rest. And I assume I leveled for this encounter. Right? <laughs> no. Damn it. Did we level for blowing up? We did not. I was going to say, I flustered you. <laughs> That's invaluable to me as an experience. <laughs> It was uh, really good. That it was. It was. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> uh, is there anything else anybody would like to do before bed? Play some games of chess and go back to the usual tuck and dandelion into her little tiny bed at the end of the evening. I'll show you my fish. Okay. <laughs> this is a new discovery. I got this at the night market. Well, that's great. It's very pretty. It's called Mortimer. Good. I see the fish, right? Yes. No. <laughs> She's not holding up an empty bowl in front of me. Saying, I mean, it can swim out of sight. It is called Mortimer. <laughs> but in this instance, no, it is there. Okay, good. Well, I mean, you have a wonderful new friend to add to your collection. Collection of friends. Yes. I'll set it on, like, the nightstand. Feels very metaphorical for your journey here on our world. You know what I mean by that? No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good night, Dandy. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if nobody has anything else that they would like to do tonight, we will skip forward to the following evening... Uh, where you guys were planning to, under the cover of dark once again, mm. uh, head to the archives to attempt to make your way into the dungeon beneath the statue, the broken statue of uh, of Ilmater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if we have uh, no no hiccups, no nothing, that sounds pretty wonderful to me. Do I hear any uh, whispers of Victoria on the road? Oh, <laughs> uh... God, she was giant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, yes. you do hear, as you guys make your way through the streets, uh, 
under cover of darkness, you you do hear like a some few ruffians, whispers, some whispering, ruffians whispering yeah. about Victoria, like worried that she now preys upon ruffians. Yeah, vigilante of the night. Yeah, but there are others that are like, <laughs> yeah, because it was guards. <laughs> that girl this time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm absolutely just like, yes. <laughs> like the baby gift. Yeah. I assume yeah. we're also hearing about the bombing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like terrorists and some weird, enormous, giant woman yeah. eating um, men in the streets. <laughs> what is the city coming to? <laughs> <laughs> things got weird fast. Uh, yeah, there's definitely elevated guard activity um, uh, due to the explosion the previous good. evening, good, good, uh, good. which thankfully you guys do not really have to go towards the yeah, we're going the opposite direction. Yeah, you guys go up just to cross over, mm. um, and as you get towards that district, that's where the guard presence increases yeah. in the the area where you guys were. There really wasn't an increase, but people mm-hmm. are absolutely talking about it and and unsure as to what happened. And and uh, um, you hear you overhear people talking about the fact that it w- was supposedly an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. When we make our way, I'm just gonna. I'm genuinely gonna re look over this sure. real quick. Assume that we arrive at ye old location successfully. You do. Very good. Yeah, you arrive to the archives under cover of darkness. The uh, there are no lights on inside. The man-eating uh, bookman is not. Hello. <laughs> is not inside, uh, presumably. Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Test the door. The door is locked. I'm not. I'm not door guy. Do we have a door guy? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I, I suppose I can. Thank you. He who sits upon the rack. Mm. Apparently I can move slowly. That's um, so fitting. How would they have known? Eleven. Eleven? Uh, yeah, it takes you a, a little longer than the previous attempt, but you are able to uh, to get this door unlocked with, with a bit more effort than the last time. Just It seems like it's an older lock with how old this building is and, and, and also a little old. flustered at the prospect of dandelion blowing doors open if I don't yeah, catch yeah. That's, that's understandable <laughs> oh, shit this energy like crackles and yeah see why Marcus is so tired all the time <laughs> mm-hmm. that was the best night out I've ever had <laughs> we'll watch the kids right Marcus gets out for a night <laughs> how Marcus got his groove back <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you guys make your yeah. way inside the completely darkened, very large, ominous library of the archives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would take us right back to the, the statue where it had the, the marking. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would use my paladin hooded lantern mm-hmm. to light the way. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> I can't see in the of dark. Of course, of course, of course. No. Criminal. <laughs> a yeah, lantern no. covered by a paladin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Your own personal paladin who covers <laughs> right. your lantern for you. Uh, yeah, no, I would, I would scoot on back over to there. It has been many months. <laughs> I, I, it had... Yeah, you you. I know felt, it had some marking, right? Because I felt it. Yeah, you felt a marking where there was like some sort of a it was lash. a lash. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. I thought so. Yep. All right. Yeah. I mean, I would test it and see if I feel comfortable in 
moving it with my own individual strength. Yeah, um, yeah, make it a strength check for me, but you, you feel like you could probably heft this out of the way. Mm. Look at these. Natural one. <laughs> I just, like, instead yeah. of grabbing the latch, just pause and feel my own chest. <laughs> oh, wait, no, uh, forgive me. Yeah, sorry, I was distracted. Uh, Do you need help? Oh, yeah, yeah, you got this. <laughs> oh. Blast it. Yeah. So you, you push your hands into this latch that Marcus guides you uh, to, and your hand, you see as Dandelion's arm goes like a, a little bit further. Uh, <laughs> Then yours could just based on the size, and you hear a like a click um, as her hand goes slightly further, and uh, you you feel further in, in than yours was able to because the oh, size of your small, hand. Small, sure, yes, yeah, it's very so. small. Am I like in the yeah, yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, crawling yeah. into the um, dark, and you you hear a click, and the uh, large stone slab kind of like slides ever so slightly mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try to pull it a little bit more now. Yeah, and you were able to slide this now out of the way on some sort of like, uh, like grooved track yeah. built into the bottom of it that it was mm. latched on something that you good find. Slide this out of the way, um, and you guys see that there is a cracked stone staircase uh, that looks like it has not seen daylight in many a year, mm-hmm. descending down into the darkness below the ground towards the backside of the archives. Well, the paladin should lead the way. That's right. I'll angle my hooded lantern down mm-hmm. into the darkness below. Yeah. And I'll start descending ye old stone staircase. Yeah. Um, you make your way down this, uh, like, hewn from stone steps uh, about 20 feet before you reach a landing, and it kind of winds its way down rather unnaturally as if this was not placed here by someone. Yeah, like a natural cave. Uh, Yeah, and you follow these steps down into the darkness with little drippings of moisture from the ceiling kind of cascading around you guys as they hit the ground um, and you descend what feels like probably 60 feet Mm -hmm. into the earth. Mm. And you make your way down to a large landing with, at the base of it, a large stone door. How big is ye old large stone door? And also, is there any, uh, like... Uh, <laughs> That's very good, Silas. <laughs> door or anything like that, indicating, like, you know, like a handle, a lever. Yeah, there's a very large, like, stone-carved, like, Knocker. Almost knocker, essentially, yes. So it's room for a tiny crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, what, does the knocker look ornate like it is uh, decorated, or is it just like a hook against the fucking... Yeah, so you can see that the this, this ring, uh, mm. as you shine your light on it, appears to be almost uh, scaled, mm-hmm. and the knocker it the the head of it that holds this knocker uh has very small eyes with little orange gems inside of them mm. and appears to be the head of a snake you guys seen this shit <laughs> i've never seen a snake with orange eyes what about blue eyes pull out the gems put them in 
Yeah. Pop in the blue ones. You pull the orange gems out and pop the blue ones in, and you hear a click as the door, like, slides backwards. See? I I... knew it was ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way we drew it up. (laughs) And with a large thud, there is now a space for you to enter around this door that has kind of pulled itself back from the entrance. Well, party leader. Me? No, I was being facetious and speaking rhetorically. And I'll step through the opening, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you guys make your way into this chamber, which appears to be uh, about probably 60 feet in length. Um, and about... As far as you can see out, uh, as you step in, torches illuminate on the walls across Mm. this space. Uh, These torches are held by, um, once again, what look like snakes kind of wrapping around the torches Mm -hmm. themselves with the uh, torch cascading through their mouths and illuminating Mm -hmm. flame into the space. And as you're all looking around... Um, you see a doorway on the other side of this space. But in the corner against one of the walls, in kind of a a, a heap, you see what Shay and Dandelion would recognize as a um, fairly beaten up, slightly, like, rusted and damaged warforged. Shay, you would have seen these, and Dandelion, you would recognize what it is uh, in the Feywild, they were made of, like, wood and vines and mm-hmm. things as, as guardians at the uh, fairy court. Friends? Yes. But you would recognize this, like, very run-down warforged laying on the ground. Oh, we should help it. What the fuck is it? If it's what I think it is, it's a person. Person? Mm-hmm. Metal? Yes. They don't look quite like that where I'm from, but... Not moving at all. Not moving currently, no. Is it dead? I'm not certain. Fly over like to it. It's like a statue, almost. Yeah, I'd fall over. It... Yeah, as you guys walk and talk. towards this... Um, <laughs> Monster. Twig, your tattoos start to pulse on your arms with light. Ever so slightly. And... You all watch as this Warforge kind of shudders slightly, and you see as it, like, lifts its hand, you can see the edges of the fingers are, like, almost worn down past the first knuckle, uh, as if they have been ground down by something. And you hear a voice ring out in a a very, like, um, like, almost uh, over, like, an old radio, like, very rusted and broken. You hear, Sentry! Sentry! And these eyes on its face light up almost like a like a flickering light bulb for a second casting a uh an illuminated image across the space in front of you uh standing as tall as the ceiling and you see um a beautiful garden with cascading waterfalls and lily pads floating across this glass-like space um where you can see little 
like tulips, each with a pulsing blue light inside of them, floating around this lake. And standing in front of wherever this perspective is, Mm -hmm. you see uh, an old halfling man in his 60s, just under four feet tall, um, bald on top, scraggly gray hair on the sides and scraggly beard, um, blue eyes, very tanned, wrinkled skin. Um, You can see that his arms and hands are covered in small little cuts and burns. Um, And an old yellowed shirt that was almost certainly once white, uh, brown pants, and an old black dusty um, uh, apron and tool belt. And he hums to himself as he with tools adjusts something in your vision yeah. uh, before standing back and smiling and the this vision kind of like sparks and fuzzes a little bit um, and you see him standing close to you again uh, he says Sentry that's a good name for you a beautiful soul now I need you to remember this it's very important and the video scrambles again. And you see him holding a piece of paper. And he recites the poem that you yeah. have. Mm-hmm. He reads through the whole thing. And he folds it up and puts it into its, like, chest. Chest cavity. Okay. And he says, you're going to do great. I'll see you when you get back. When this is all over. It might be a long time. But we'll see each other again. And this vision flickers once more as you see a tall, glowing, uh, almost godly figure standing behind this uh, small halfling man. And the Warforged sputters out, Walter, plans complete, protected, relic before sputtering and the eyes flash and flicker before fading into nothing as this glow kind of hums in its chest pulsing with twigs tattoos uh, pulsating more rapidly before the bot collapses in a heap and this glowing blue orb floats out of its chest and hovers in the air in front of you moving about the space kind of as almost if like looking at all of you sure and analyzing each of you and it hovers over twig and pulses with the tattoos it hovers over each of you it pauses on marcus and as it like floats in front of you and looks in your eyes it blinks twice as if in recognition and then floats up into the ceiling out of the space Mm -hmm. out of vision yeah Um, that was strange. You said that was a thing living. Yeah, it's still here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any of the ones that I've seen uh, have been uh, much like you or I—a a, a being. Okay. That one seemed uh, more of a program okay I'm gonna go up to it and like alright wave my hand in front of its face (laughs) yeah okay doesn't seem like there's can 
anything left. I'm going to put my lantern away since this space is illuminated. Mm -hmm. So there was a door. Yeah. Probably so near what is where this space? she and I are from sure. walking over that way. Um, so as you guys are standing there for a minute kind of analyzing this uh, <clears throat> warforged creature and this strange thing happening, you watch as um, Twig's tattoos start to like unravel from her and float about a foot out from her arm as if they are kind of slowly expanding and floating out from her. Oh, God. Um, and oh. it basically traces along the lines of her entire tattoo, these vines that wrap around her body before wisping over to the wall. And you guys see above this warforged is almost like a cave painting carved into the wall. Okay. And you watch as Twig's tattoos start inlaying into these paintings and start pulsing and glowing the same way that whatever came out of this Warforged was. Okay. Sorry. Um, begin tracing this image, and when it gets to the end, it pulses once in recognition again as it completes this. And you watch as little flecks of light shoot out of this tracing and form another kind of almost like a video essentially mm -hmm. on this wall and you see um, a forest a wooded area and you see a small elvish girl with brown hair uh, standing with an axe that's almost too big for her while an older elvish man holds a log in front of her smiling and she swings the act down and hews this log in half. And they both kind of smile and laugh a bit. Um, and the scene, like, warbles, warbles and twists uh, as kind of like a Rubik's Cube, like yeah. shifting. Mm -hmm. um, and you see them uh, in a, a large open field where she is tilling the earth and her parents are putting seeds into the ground behind her and it warbles and twists again. And you see a slightly older elvish girl, still definitively her, mm -hmm. sitting on a fallen down tree in this forest, just watching as a light rainfall falls down and drips from the leaves, watching a sunset in the distance, beautiful pinks and oranges and yellows, um, slightly casting through the trees as they wrap their arms around each other it shifts and warps again and you see a fire in the distance you see a figure standing atop a large hill with a large tower and large building that looks kind of like the archives though the city around it does not look like Graymore set ablaze as people are jumping out of the upper windows and you hear screams as this building burns with an extremely hot intensity that just casts a black black smoke up into the sky and it shifts again and you see this uh, elvish girl um, hugging her parents and standing in front of a small cottage now in probably her 20s uh, before turning and walking away and she gets slightly older as she walks away and you see her putting on a suit of armor kind of as she walks and spars with another elvish woman uh, 
very fleet of foot moving around and, and uh, using her force to trip the other elven woman, blade at her neck, before kind of like grinning coyly and reaching down with a hand and helping her up. It shifts again, and you see this elvish girl marching with soldiers, human and elf, side by side, across the large field. The view of the front line of this army extending far into the distance, up and down the various hills of this open space, uh, leading her group on her back, a large, shimmery, black-bladed greatsword with a red leather-wrapped hilt descending down into a black pommel-shaped head of a snake with black opalescent scales and small orange eyes. It shifts again, and you hear the sounds of swords clanging together as smoke rises behind this large battlefield. The elven woman fighting side by side with this other elven woman from the earlier scene uh, that she had knocked over before, back to back against a horde of dragonborn as they fight side by side, twisting around each other, pushing back this larger force. It shifts once more, and you see this battlefield burnt out, spears sticking out of the ground, smoke rising from within the ground around numerous black-barked trees, numerous enemies around this elvish woman slain, her sword stabbed into the ground, crouching, looking down, at something and you see her remove her helmet and place it onto the ground next to the face of the other elven woman that you had seen it shifts again and you see her sitting inside of a castle with surrounded by other soldiers listening to the king talk you can't hear what he's saying it's it's just kind of warbled sounds mm-hmm. uh almost like echoing in the back of your mind as um you see flags with the crest of armor of arbor waving at the top of this uh, castle as the king speaks. It shifts again, and you see swords clanging together again. An older, more mature elven woman, uh, very chiseled features, but more tired and gaunt. Um, she slams her sword into the enemy, kicks him down, and as lightning cracks in the background and rain cascades down, you hear her scream before plunging the sword directly into the chest of this man with a ferocity that almost radiates around out from her. Mm-hmm. It shifts again, and you see her standing facing another battalion one with a Fjordanian crest, surrounding the two kings, one of Arbor, one of Fjordane, both slain uh, side by side on the battlefield as both armies stand looking at each other, unsure what to do as smoke rises in the background behind them, horses just silent. It shifts again, and you see this elvish woman, very tired, walking through this village, Uh, the crest of arbor ripped from her armor as you hear boos and jeers echoing out around her. Um, There is rotten fruit and vegetables being thrown at her as she walks sadly out of this village. It shifts again, and you see her storming the familiar walls of Greymoor, alone, a burning, white-hot 
and orange rage in her eyes as she leaps through the air, lands on the ground surrounding four or five soldiers, fire erupting from the ground where she lands as she swings her greatsword around uh, with this same black blade, uh, now cracked and molten like obsidian uh, with almost like a, a white-hot lava erupting through the cracks as if it's threatening to break and explode as she swings this sword around, taking out numerous soldiers all on her own, leaping between pack to pack of soldiers, knocking them down with her blade. As she swings this sword around, you see her hands begin to turn a dead gray, almost stone color as fractures begin to appear in her skin. You see her walking through a door of the castle, numerous guards slain around her towards the king and his son huddled behind their throne. She walks towards them and raises her blade and her eyes lock with the child on the ground. Her gaze softens for a moment. The fire fades from her eyes and you hear her throw her head back and scream. Starting first is a fairly humanoid scream that you might have heard from Mm. anyone at any point with just pain Mm. and it morphs into an almost ghastly howl a shriek and the blade ignites once more and bursts the black outer shell splintering and shooting out engulfing her in flame and you hear a hiss of smoke as this vision collapses in on itself and the tattoos wrap themselves rapidly around twig once more and we are going to end there. Friends, thank you very much for watching this evening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, we will be back on Monday for the City of Oshwamp and next Friday for the Lost Kings of Adorus, where we will pick up where we left off this week. Um, I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so, so much. I uh, hope you had a good time, and we will see you on Monday. Good night, friends. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.